Oh, my God. 
five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. And here we are, broadcasting as promised from a plane. That's right, we're on an aircraft, on an actual airplane. And normally none of us, including our chief engineers, would ever tolerate this type of background noise or this type of ambient sound. But today is the exception. It's because we are on the Nefesh Benefesh charter flight broadcasting back to New York and the world. Imagine that. None of us imagine it. We're actually doing it. We're Miriam, actually doing it. Miriam Wallach is here. Good morning. Good morning. It is a um, just a couple hours into the flight. Not even. Not even. Co- yeah, we took off a little late. Yeah, and uh, we plan on being in the uh, state of Israel by 7 a.m., at which point uh, all these... Uh, Olim, who've been planning over the last few months and years, will actually be real Olim. They'll be uh, in their new home in Israel. And we've done this many times, where we've uh, gone to Israel and escorted uh, this part, this plane, this charter flight, whether in July or August, with Nefesh Benefesh. And the work of Nefesh Benefesh continues to be amazing. There are 233 people aboard this aircraft that are going to be uh, living in Israel, that are going to be making their home there. And for us, of course, it's a very emotional it is. and amazing journey to be part of, the, uh, of, of those who report about this and tell the stories about this and really, as far as our audience is concerned, inspire people about it because it is one thing, and we've heard this over the last few weeks since we announced that we'll be doing this plane show, <laughs> P-L-A-N-E, Ba-dum-bum. and that is that people are inspired when they hear what's going on in the Nefesh Benefesh flight and what the future plans of all these Olim are the ones that we're going to be speaking to uh, during this broadcast. So here we are with a big thank you to ZK, who somehow created a relatively simple yet complicated system for us to broadcast and get this done while on the aircraft. And you'll hear all of it, as you probably are right now, between 6 and 9 Eastern Time uh, on the Nahum Siegel Network. Here we are. Pretty amazing. It's very exciting. Oh, it's exciting. All right. I am dedicating, by the way, the first half hour of today's show to Matis Weingast. I'm dedicating the first half hour of today's show to Matis Weingast. There are a couple of elements that are going to be discussed during the show that he's really going to get a kick out of. So, Matis? Care to share with the rest of oh, us? Oh, we certainly will, believe okay. you me. That's coming up. Oh, and by the way, for those of you who are concerned about Miriam Wallach, because many of you know that uh, when, it comes to, um, when it comes to lunch and dinner, she could be a picky eater. Uh, <laughs> I am happy to say, proud to announce, that El Al knew this in advance and has a very nice very fish nice. option in their, uh, on their menu. I noticed you're keeping flight. a copy of that menu. Well, I certainly am. It should go. That's a good memento of the trip. That's for sure. After all, what's more important than a good meal on the way to Israel? Anyway, so El Al, uh, with their flight crew and uh, with their amazing uh, flight attendants, they're taking good care of us. And uh, actually, they've allowed us to establish our own schedule, our own broadcast schedule around. They will serve us around the broadcast schedule. Which is very nice of them. This is our second flight in 10 days um, in which we had a particular schedule and the flight attendants were accommodating in terms of meals. The first one being Tisha B'Av. And today's the 23rd of Av, which means... The fast is over. <laughs> which means <laughs> I don't know where which, you're going. Which means it was almost two weeks ago that flight. No, wow. It really, I mean, it was barely. But okay, sure. Um, but yeah, the the we've discussed before, and we've we've spoken to flight attendants 
off the air who have all mentioned that this is a different kind of flight. Oh, yeah. And with the flight attendant who, of course, we, um, we wrangled on our Tishaba flight, we had asked her if she had ever done a Nefesh flight, and, said, and she said no, but she really wants to. Of course, because there's a, there's a mission to this flight, and every one of the flight attendants knows it and feels it. There's a, there's a common mission, there's a national mission, and um, it's, really, it, it's really amazing. It's, you know, it's very much a, um, it, takes a, it takes a community, it takes a village, to raise a child here, it takes an entire team to bring 233 Olim to their homeland. It starts with filling out a form online, and then the process begins. And I'm sure that all of the Olim who will be joining you on the air today have their own story, have their own this is what brought me here kind of moment. And I'm looking forward to hearing that. And for some of them, it's a years-long dream, maybe decades in some cases. Uh, that they are realizing today on this flight. And uh, as we said, today is the uh, 15th of August, the 23rd of Av, and we have this unique opportunity to broadcast from the uh, aircraft taking all these Olim to Israel with Nefesh Benefesh. Now, uh, what is it that, that Matis will be so intrigued about? And uh, which subject was it that I wanted to discuss with you? You know, many people know that at this point we are almost experts at not making Aliyah on Aliyah flights, right? We have done it way too many times. That's for sure. And this is, uh, we believe this is our sixth, sixth flight from, with Nefesh Benefesh that we participated in. It part- is our sixth. It's our sixth. Our yes. sixth flight from Nefesh Benefesh that we, we participated in. And there's a certain strategy um, when this flight ends that pertains specifically to people in the media, but for us, it really, really is a most, the, probably, probably for us, it's the most... We are probably the most, we are probably the people for whom this strategy is the most important. Let's put it that way. And that is the following. Because of the nature of how we've normally done these shows and brought all these stories back to our, to our listeners, because of the nature of how we've done it, uh, you and I have traditionally tried to be the first people off this plane. Right. That's how we've tried to do it. Because in, in past years... Strategically. Right. In past years, what's happened has been that um, that our team, whether it's uh, engineers in advance, logistics people in advance, or both, have been in Ben Gurion Airport with everything set up, table, um, equipment, everything set up, ready for us to go. And we would literally, we want to get there as soon as possible. We want the bulk of our show from Ben Gurion Airport to be while the people are still there celebrating. There have been years, you may recall, where we've sat there, you know, in an empty hangar after a couple hours yes. because. Because the show was, uh, you know... The, the show the, was going on, but we the rest the, of everything the, had wrapped uh, up. Right, the tekes, the... the um, what do you call tekes in English? The ceremony. Thank you, the ceremony. Sure. The ceremony had concluded. Now, because... And, and therefore, a couple of interesting things have happened. Number one, we were always... Uh, we, we were always suspected to have been making Aliyah because people are watching the video and they see us and and then there's another segment of people who know that we have this strategy like Matis who know that we have this strategy so they're looking for us oh did they land in Israel are they there etc 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 and and that's always been the case we can't avoid it and we are so uncomfortable to be the first ones off the plane it's a horror when everyone's (laughs) celebrating and all these friends and relatives have gathered it's the most uncomfortable thing you could imagine yes and and we're both answering the whole time no 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 No, look beyond us not us We're, we're fakers so Matis speaks to me early Monday morning to wish us a good trip. And he brings up the topic of seeing us on the camera for, you know, that Nefesh Nefesh is going to be broadcasting on their site. 
And I say to them, you know, I, I don't even know if you recall, and maybe I'm just making it up, I think you and I had already discussed at some point that we should rework our strategy for this trip, meaning we've always had the perspective of being the first ones off the plane. We have no need today to be the first ones off the plane. So maybe you and I instead should get a completely different perspective for all of this that we have never gotten in the past and literally wait for families to get off the plane and join the whole big celebration as they are being recognized and then and then, uh, uh, and then um, acknowledged and greeted by their family and friends. And I wonder if for us, not only will it give us an opportunity to avoid the embarrassment of being the non-Aliyah people who are, who are not making Aliyah, <laughs> but, but in addition to that, maybe it'll give us an opportunity, you and I, to see a perspective, an angle that we really have never witnessed before. Love it. Really? I think it's a great idea. First of all, it's actually making me emotional. There's wow. something about this flight, and you and I started discussing it preliminarily, there's something about this flight in particular that is making me very emotional. I'm not sure, and I and I commented this. I commented to this. I mentioned this to you before we took off. That there's. I have two former students on this flight, and I have had the opportunity to escort or be part of the escort, I should say, of of bringing different olim over the years. And, and you and I have had that wonderful opportunity. But once a teacher, always a teacher. And there is something about escorting two of my former students um, on this flight that is making me particularly emotional. Um, and I commented to you that, that I, I feel that because we are on the same plane as peers of our children, right? There are, there are, there are students on this plane who were in school in Israel right. with the gap year students in our families last year, whether in the same school or not. And I think that that also brings a certain level of uh, awareness to right. us as parents in terms of kids moving to Israel. There were some really emotional scenes, as there always are. There's some really emotional scenes at the airport. Um, obviously, the children, many of them parents themselves, want to leave and have planned for this for a long time. But that separation mm -hmm. in Kennedy Airport is devastating. <laughs> you have parents... You know, giving their children brachot, benching their kids, so to speak, before they get on the plane. Um, I, I always bench my kids before they go to camp or before I'm not going to see them for a little while or whatever it is. But this is, witnessing this is a different kind of, a different kind of moving experience. And, and it was interesting because, you know, you and I are in the habit of wishing everyone a mazal tov when they're making aliyah right. and wishing their family members a mazal tov, family members that they're flying with and family members, family members that they are leaving in New York. Right. And then there was one parent <laughs> who looked at me and said, no, this is not a mazal tov. I know what you mean, but no, it is not a mazal tov. And she and her husband, I guess after the children and the grandchildren proceeded on through security, she and her husband just needed to sit there a minute. Yep. And 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 I hear it, and I commented to someone. Um, actually, I was mentioning to Mayor Kay, who again is on this flight. We had been promoting this, and and he joined you on the air last week in advance of this trip. I had told him that it's a uniquely moving opportunity um, or moment during the ceremony at JFK. When the future Chayalim, when the when the uh, future IDF members who are making Aliyah on this flight are asked to join everyone at the front to to sing the Hatikva, to lead everyone in the Hatikva, that is a unique moment because yep. you are looking at heroes. You're you are also looking, looking at, at the heroes. future of Israel. Correct. 
And so that is, that is huge. It is just a huge moment. And I told him that even more so, when you and I flew, you and I flew during, during Tsuketan and uh, during um, Operation Protective Edge. We, fl we, flew we flew twice, once in July, during the, the, the heart of the, of the war, right. and once in August after the ceasefire. And the flight in July had a number of of Chayalim Bodedim, of, of soldiers who were joining. And those moments of the parents saying goodbye to their kids and benching their children at the airport, that was a tough moment. You could say that again. That's a, that, was a, that was a trip that had its unique elements, that's for sure. But do you remember what happened then? After, the, uh, you know, when parents were asked, you know, say your goodbyes, etc., right. etc., what then happened? In the middle of what is the, an unbelievably tense time, during a time where no Oleg canceled their Aliyah. Remember, uh, right. uh, Bay, they uh, made a point to that. NBN, Nefesh for Nefesh, made a point of commenting that no one had canceled. And Ido Aharoni spoke, that the, these words still resonate in my head. He spoke about how his family made Aliyah during the Yom Kippur War. Right, right after it started. Right after. And and that they were inspired and they got up and they left and so he knew exactly what these families felt. And then what happened? These families broke out and danced. Right. Amazing. They, they grabbed your hand and all of a sudden you were in the middle of a circle. And it was, it's... It's incredible. It is incredible. It's amazing. Nefesh Benefesh at nbn.org.il, nbn.org.il, and all the uh, experience that they have just perfected. It's yeah. amazing. There's even more things to discuss with Rabbi Faz mm -hmm. and Tony Gelbart coming up later in the show. Innovations that they've uh, gone ahead and implemented. Pretty incredible. And by the way, uh, moments ago, for those of you wondering uh, if this is a normal plane experience <laughs> or not, uh, moments ago, the flight attendant tried to offer Miriam Alwalik some lunch while she was actually speaking to us about this emotional right. retrospective. What's so. just funny is that no matter where we are, people see headsets <laughs> and they still talk to us, which it is, is fine. Uh, but I, uh, you know, just getting back to the Matis yeah. you a conversation, right. I think it's great. I'm so excited by, uh, from this idea. The whole concept of doing the three-hour complete show from the plane Right. is enough of a stunt but you're right like let's let's kick it up like now we have the opportunity to see what it's like from the end and it's something and i appreciate i thank matis right um it's something i clearly didn't come up with well i'm, I'm happy somebody did i want to ask you a question now okay if we've agreed now that the strategy is different for trip number six yes and if we're not going to be among the first at what point do we get off? Do we wait till the very end? Are we doing it in the middle? Are we following a specific family? What's our new strategy? Well, if you're, I mean, if you're asking me, it's dead last. Dead last, okay. Dead last. There like us and the flight attendants. All right, there you go. So I mean, that's the plan. And by the way, that's also just fair to the people who are waiting on the ground. Right. Who, who look at us and they're like, oh, and, and we're humiliated and just ask them to look beyond us and we hold up our press passes. Right. This is much better than our other idea. You know how they have these placards? Whose other idea? Our other idea. Remember, remember they have these placards like follow the dream and I am home, right? Yes. That the people hold up. Live, we, love, Israel. We live, love, Israel. So we were going to come up with a placard that says we are not making Galia. <laughs> but this right, is a much, a, this that's a much, not a good this one. This is a much better strategy. This is a much better strategy. <laughs> I'm actually really excited. I like this Isn't idea. Is it a great idea? It is a great idea. Great idea. Thank you. Thank you, Matis. That's right. Matis uh, went ahead and talked it through with me this morning, or I should say Monday morning, and uh, now we have a new concept and a new perspective, to say the least. All right. Um, we're on the plane. Nefesh we are on the plane. 
And we are continuing with plenty more. Thanks for listening, everybody. Miriam Alwalek is here. And Nahum Siegel with the, um, the honor of hosting yet another JMN broadcast from this aircraft. By the way, I'm not minimizing that, and I don't think that we should. It is an absolute oh, yeah. zchut. It is an honor to be a part of this. And you know that there have been people who've stopped by the studio over the years before their flight to say that JM and the AM has uh, gone ahead and, uh, and had an influence on the... Um, on their perspective when it comes to Aliyah, that we've had a, a right. role in all of this. And and by the way, how many people, how many people have come over to us in the last week? Right. Without and they're like, we want to go with you. Correct. We want to be on that flight. Like they, we've been talking about it so much, and we've been talking about it in the excited manner that is it is so deserving. And I'm just, you know, they they want to be a part of it. Um, one other note, by the way, because we always love these uh, direct messages that we d- give over the air to certain staff members of ours. Correct. Um, if ZK saw how close your cup of coffee got to the equipment just now, uh, we would <laughs> we'd have an issue. <laughs> well, if ZK saw where I'd had the coffee before in the paper cup. I know. Uh, we really should take a picture of our setup and send it we to We should not. We should not send a picture no. of our setup? Whatever okay. happens on the flight stays on the flight. It's JM and the AM, everybody. It is a Tuesday morning and a unique one. We're on the plane. Nefesh Benefesh. You're listening to JM and the AM on the Nahum Single Network. And one of the benefits of being on the plane <laughs> is that we have amazing music for you. <laughs> I have to figure out what happened here. Yeah. One of the benefits of being on the plane is that I also have no mic. Well, now you have a mic. I have a mic. There you are. Excellent. Yeah. So there are a lot of actual. There are a lot of benefits to being on the plane. Um, it alleviates a lot of stress on the ground. That's for sure in terms of doing the entire program from up here. Um, okay. Are we ready? I don't know. Okay. We have to figure out why we're having a bit of a problem with our audio, which, frankly, I I don't know at the moment. <laughs> okay. Very, very interesting. So, should I start discussing some of the people we're, we're looking forward to having on? Not a bad idea. Okay. Let's, let's go ahead with that. Then we'll do let's maybe do some that. of the statistics that uh, have to do with this flight. What do you got? Well, first of all, are we going to go through the, the theory that ZK sets us up and then somehow another sabotages itself? I don't think that's the okay. case. I doubt it. Okay. All right. So, first of all, we have a number of exciting um, Chayalim Chayalot, future IDF soldiers who are going to be joining us on the air, including twin brothers. Twin brothers who are making Aliyah together and going straight into the IDF, which is a, an incredible story. Um, I'm sure their parents were emotional at the airport. I can say that with complete confidence. I'm emotional hearing the story here 30,000 feet above the uh, Earth's crust. So I'm looking forward to hearing from them. Um, In addition, we have Jonathan Bodner. Jonathan Bodner and his family have made Aliyah, I think, from Teaneck, correct? Um, I think they live in... Am I right they live in Brooklyn? I don't know. I'm going to now go check. I I don't know. I don't know why I think they live in Brooklyn. I don't know, but let's see which one of us is right, which is always a fun part of the show. We are brought to the show of... It says City, State, New York, New York. Hmm. Right. Then I'm wrong. I apologize. Well, you're at least in the right state. Maybe it's his I'm parents. I'm in New Jersey. Maybe it's his parents who live in Brooklyn. Okay. Either way, either way, he and his family have made Aliyah, or in the process of making Aliyah. By the way, we're also going, and I know you mentioned this before, 
that Rabbi Fass and Tony Gilbar are going to join us and talk about how the Aliyah process, ha process has additionally been refined, right. which is crazy when we hear about it, um, because there's usually an entire process that takes place on the plane, which uh, has been eliminated. Mm -hmm. um, we should also mention, by the way, that Mayor Kay uh, has been already stirring excitement on the plane. He boarded the plane, and it was like a rock star had just gotten on board. So that was pretty exciting. So he's, you know, bring, kicking it up a notch for sure for all the people who are part of this experience who are lucky enough to be making Aliyah. In addition, we have people who are joining us on the air today who are making Aliyah to Beersheba. Making Aliyah to Beersheba. Some people making Aliyah further. Uh, I mean, that you want to talk about the south? They're going far north. We have a lot of different people coming, um, joining Nahum. Rabbi Rich, Rabbi Rich from TABC fame. Rabbi Nelson Rich is with us, that's Rabbi, right. Correct. Who, by the way, who's, uh, whose wife is Rabbi Noam Weinberg's sister. Oh, that's cool. If oh, I'm, yeah, I think I knew that. Yes. Right. So that's exciting. Okay. That, that is exciting. And we are big Rabbi Noam Weinberg fans, and we look forward to having the Riches on. And they are making Aliyah with four children, and they are expecting, please God. We also have two additional sets, uh, two additional uh, Chayalim, or in this case, Chayalot, one of whom has an incredible story. Incredible story about uh, her grandparents and how they made Aliyah, and looking forward to having her on as well. So again, and by the way, also a lot of different professionals joining us on the air today. People who are in marketing, people who are in medicine, people who are in computers, people who are in art. Right. There is a um, there's a woman on the plane who is making Aliyah from, uh, it says New York, New York, and she studied archaeology and art history at Hebrew U. She was the department head at Christie's International Auction House. She was a visiting professor and curator at the YU Museum. Um, you know, again, so many different backgrounds. It is remarkable. I'm going to ask you a favor to yes. try your hardest yes. with your phone to see if this is a cable problem or a uh, or a, um, a computer problem. If it's sure. a computer problem, then we'll be able to play some music maybe uh, off of one of our other sources. No problem. Otherwise, it's going to be very interesting to see how we deal with this situation. That's that is no, for sure. No, what's interesting is that we tested all the equipment on the ground. <laughs> Not only that, it just worked. We played Modani this morning. Yes, yes, so we did. It just worked. Okay, so you tell me if you're ready. Oh, I'm ready. Go for it. Okay, one second. You can test anything. So I just want to hear a sound. Anything you want. It could be any type of music. Yeah, we got it. Okay. All right. Does that so mean I get to be DJ today? You certainly do. All right. It looks like we've got This really a is a party plane. <laughs> it looks like we had a slight <laughs> problem with our... God is good. God I get to play all of my music. God is good. You ready for it? Uh, I'm still playing it. Here we go.
J.M. in the A.M. Well, we always talk about redundancy in the uh, area of radio and broadcasting. Thank God 
we have a redundancy system for today's show because um, one of our music uh, sources has conked out. What do you think of that? Well, you can tell that I took over the music because I already messed up one song and started another one in the middle. So clearly, Nahum is not in charge of the music, and I'm being left to the musical engineering, which is always a, a complete bidyeved. I mean, if there's ever a plan C, it's me taking care of engineering. But meanwhile, we did load a, a lot of different exciting music on my iPhone just in case. And look what happened. And lo and behold. It's unbelievable. The, the iPhone comes through in the clutch. Frankly, it's unbelievable, but it certainly does. That's all that matters. All right, we have special guests joining us. It's we the do. August Charter. Just give char me a second so yeah, we can all. Hang on. It's the August Charter Aliyah flight on this uh, Tuesday morning. JM and the AM on Nefesh Benefesh. Uh, there are a million great stories, wonderful people who've been planning a long time for their Aliyah. And uh, we get to meet some of them during this radio show. Uh, you heard Libi Bimizrach, that was Yaakov Shweki. You had, um, you had the Soul Farm in there with uh, Vishavu Vanim. And I think we even had uh, a little bit of Bolvavi, if I'm not mistaken, at some point. At some point during the show, am I right? By Sam Glazer. So there you go. Uh, among our first guests, somebody who is uh, well-known in the New York, New Jersey communities, Rabbi Nussan Rich. That's the correct name, right? Yes. Who has been uh, at TABC for many, many years. <laughs> How many years total? Four years. Four years. And has had an unbelievably positive effect on so many amazing oh, thank students. Thank you very much. Thank you. Many of whom have had life-changing experience at the Rich. Uh, the Rich family has decided to become even richer, even wealthier by moving their family to Israel. That's the plan. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Nathan. Pleasure to be here. How long ago was the uh, the solid part of this decision made? Um, I'd say three weeks after Pesach. Recently? <laughs> yeah. So Purim time, if I would have spoken to you, you would not have known where you'd be this school year. 100%. And you wake up sometime after Pesach, and you say to yourselves... Well, I would say uh, when people ask us, uh, when did you decide you were moving, we say it's a 10-year plan. Just uh, worked out to be a 10-year plan. And you didn't know when it would happen. Right, since we got married, we've always wanted to move. But uh, it was just offered a job, so that was it. So people in Israel, in this case, I think it's public information from yeah. Yeshiva Torah Shraga, yes. they sought you out. They um, said, this is the type of guy we want would, leading our students yes, in I Jerusalem. Say, thanks to my unbelievable uh, Talmudim from TABC. They, uh, they were the Shraga. ones? They were the ones who put <laughs> yeah. the word out? Yeah. It's because of them you're moving, huh? Uh, it's partly, yeah. And that's where you'll be, El Ozman, yes. I assume, yes. very soon. I think we got a week and a half. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you'll be living in Israel. And um, it, it's funny because there are people listening to this probably who have, I don't know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 year plans. <laughs> uh, what would you say to people about the notion of just deciding at one point to do it and two months later being on a plane? Well, uh, that's, I would say if you decide that you're going to go, you can make it happen no matter what, as we proved. Um, but uh, if you're not ready to go, then uh, it's not going to happen until you really make that decision. Any other immediate family members for you or your wife who are uh, living in Israel? Yeah, my brother uh, lives uh, in Israel. He made Aliyah 10 years ago. He lives around 15-minute walk from where we're going to live. So 
That's Hopefully nice. my parents will come soon enough. I can imagine. <laughs> they, uh, were they anxious today at the... Uh... Um, my dad said to me, people have been saying to him, oh, it must be so difficult for you, your kid leaving. He said, I've been raising my kid this way for years. He followed through on what we raised him to be. I couldn't be happier. Exactly. So. You fulfilled the mission that your parents had set out. All right, who do you have here? Who's, uh, uh, have, uh, who's speaking to us on the radio this morning? super son, Nachi. Nachi, how are you? Good. Are you excited about this? Yeah. When did you first hear about your family moving to Israel? I don't know. What did you tell them, five days ago? Uh, yeah, two pa- months ago. Pack up your room, pack up your room, <laughs> we're leaving. How old are you, by the way? Seven. Seven years old. So how do you describe this whole thing? Are you excited? Are you worried? Are you thinking about what school and life in Israel is? I'm excited and I'm nervous. You are a little bit nervous? Have you spoken to other kids, other children who've gone to Israel? No? One. What'd they say about it? It's good. <laughs> they gave their approval, huh? You want to say hello to everybody back home? Are you going to miss some of the people in New Jersey? A little bit. A little bit. Maybe your grandparents? Yeah. Yeah, they're among those who you might miss. Uh, is this the first time you're on the radio, by the way? Yeah. Pretty good experience, right? Really cool, right? But he got a shout-out a couple years ago from oh, is that uh, true? your son. <laughs> yeah, anything special you want to tell Yosef Siegel? He's probably listening right now. No. Nothing, but you do remember him, right? I see he's had quite a profound effect on your family. <laughs> anyway, Rabbi Rich, what can I say? You know, you are one of the educators out there in the uh, Jewish world who encourage their students to keep Israel foremost on their minds. For the last four years, you've been with an institution that certainly advocates for Israel and and does what is necessary to uh, pass on to their students important messages and news about Israel. And now here you are. Here you are ready to... uh Exactly. Ready, ready to do what needs to be done. We're very thankful to our parents and uh, everyone else that has been supportive along the way. What city will the Rich family be in? Uh, Ramape Chemesh. Very nice. And is everything set up there already or uh, not a chance? Set up enough that uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll figure everything out. You're ready for a good night's sleep yeah, tonight? Listen, we made it this far. <laughs> everything else will. That's true. We made it till now. The Rich family. Thank you so much for joining me. All right. Thank you very much. Alex. Rabbi Nelson Rich. A, um, a wonderful family heading to Israel with Nefesh Benefesh on this charter flight. By the way, for those of you who are uh, curious about different important pieces of trivia, most people think that trivia is trivial, but sometimes it's important pieces of trivia. There are actually uh, six sets of twins on this flight. Six sets of twins on this flight. Multiples in abundance, thank God as uh, so many of these young people, young families, go ahead and, uh, and change their lives by heading to the Holy Land. We're with Nefesh Benefesh as we broadcast from the plane. Believe it or not, we are on an aircraft on this Tuesday morning edition of JM in the AM. Could you believe it? It's 100% true. And with me is a Rachel Schreiber of Woodmere, New York, who just graduated UMass Amherst and is planning on heading straight to a kibbutz in Israel. Welcome to the show. Thank you. When did you decide to move? Oh, uh, forever ago. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. You remember being how old when you first thought of living in Israel? Um, I always wanted to come here like in high school, and then I went on a gap year in Israel. I'm like, I need to stay. And I'm like, maybe I'll do college in America, and every year I was in college, I'm like, each year like my feeling that I needed to be in Israel was stronger and stronger. Which kibbutz are you going to? Stale Yahoo. And what do they do there? What's your job going to be? you have any idea? 
No clue, but I'm excited to find out. I know I'm going to be doing a pun there also. And, yeah, it's yeah, a mystery. How is your Hebrew? It's okay. I can speak a bit, but I sound like, a, like an American. You'll be able to pass. <laughs> You'll be able to get by. Uh, not always easy. Um, is this unusual for people who grow up in Woodmere? And who go to UMass Amherst to make a decision to move to Israel? It's more usual for people who go to UMass than for people who live in Woodmere. Is that true? Yeah, there's actually other UMass alumni on this flight. What is it about uh, what goes on there that makes people no move to Israel? I have no idea. We're very Zionistic there. I can imagine. There must be some good campus leaders up there. We're a very small community, but, but a very strong community. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's your feelings like today? Are you nervous? Are you expecting? Uh, I don't. Are you expecting family and friends to greet you at the airport? Yeah, my brother's in the army. There is wow. ex- is going to meet me there, and friends and family. So that's and pretty cool. I'm just on like cloud nine right now. I'm so excited. So no nervousness is going to temper any of this mood. I was nervous last week, but now nothing nothing can change how I feel right now. May I ask how old you are? 23. I'm asking because there are many in their 20s who are listening, wondering how easy it is to go through this process. Forget about thinking and, and finally making a decision to go, but how easy is it to go through this process? How would you describe the whole NBN process? The NBN process. Um, well, it's very... It's a lot easier with NBN. Right. Um, they, like, I... Literally, they were holding my hand the whole way. Any questions I had, everything. Like, it was, I didn't struggle at all. Everything that I needed to get done, got done. Well, that's good. Yeah. What more could you ask for? Yeah, and I had my family to support me, and I have wanted this for so long, so the whole process went so much smoother. You have friends living in Israel? A lot, yes. Any of them that'll be near you? Um, yeah. Like in the future, they'll be near me. Like they're in Tel Aviv area now, but not near the kibbutz. Right. And you have to convince them to join you or, uh... Oh, you mean back at home? Or no, no. In the, in the ones in Tel Aviv. Are they going to be joining you in kibbutz or are you going to eventually be near them? I'll, I'll probably eventually be near them. <laughs> That's how it'll work. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel Schreiber of Woodmere, New York. Excited as anything on cloud nine above the Atlantic. Of course you're on cloud nine. Look where we are. Yeah, exactly. We're on a plane after all. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty amazing, huh? Incredible. Anybody back in the States you want to say hi to in case they're listening today? Hi, Mom and Dad. Hi, Haley and Benjamin and Grandma and Grandpa, Nani and Saba. Hi, everybody. I miss you so much. And I can't wait till you join me here in Israel. So we oh. can tell them the first part of the flight has gone fine. Oh, perfectly. Thank God. <laughs> How's it back there? A lot of excited people? Oh, my God. We're having a party back there. There you go. We are having a party. <laughs> it's living up to its name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Rachel. Mazal tov to you. Thank you so much. Rachel Schreiber, Woodmere, New York, UMass Amherst, and soon is going to be living in Israel within hours, is going to be living in Israel. It's JM in the AM as we broadcast from this incredible party atmosphere that we call Nefesh Benefesh and the charter flight. Yes, Miriam L. Wallach, your comment is? Well, I just want to say that Rachel is one of my, one of the two students, of, former students of mine, who's on this flight. So now we know where she got this great feeling of Aliyah in Israel. Yeah, from her English class in sixth grade. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of stuff I can take, you know, credit for in this world, but this is not one of them. This is certainly generational with her. She has a family with a long history of a love of Israel. That is for sure. I'm sure her mother is taking complete credit for this oh, yeah, Aliyah. For sure, for sure. <laughs> That's not a doubt in my mind. But when I said at the beginning of the show that there's a particular there's a particular excitement that I feel about this flight, it's that Rachel and Talia, who's the other former student of mine who's on this flight, are are I, I, 
I'm part of that process of bringing them home. When you're a teacher, once a teacher, I said it before, once a teacher, always a teacher. You take a real interest in their lives. You want to make sure that your students are taken care of. I don't care that she's 23. She's still in sixth grade in my book. So I'm happy. I'm thrilled. I'm, I'm honored to be able to be part of this. It really means a tremendous amount. Would this be a good time for an evaluation of Mrs. Wallach's teaching ability, or, or this well, is she not? She was a fabulous teacher. Uh, Seriously? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Why I do I sound it. like that's so hard to believe? Oh, I know. By the way, I'm following in your footsteps, I'm becoming a teacher. Oh, oh right. wow! Well, special well, education. Right. Don't you want to do art therapy? Well, I'm going into special education with art. I'm not quite sure what I want to do with that yet. Okay. Well, it doesn't matter because Israel is a place that people go to invent themselves or reinvent themselves. But at 23, exactly. you're just starting the invention. I'm creating my path to my future. Beautiful. And, and listen, my homeland. And listen carefully. Whatever you're in a predicament and you wonder what to do, you say to yourself, what would Mrs. Wallach do? Exactly. Right. <laughs> Mrs. Wallach would probably do the wrong thing, but whatever. <laughs> thank you, Rachel. It's all good. Thank Mazel so tov again. Thank you. Thank you. There yeah. she is. Is Rachel Shriver. Her energy and her excitement is just, you know, it's palpable. But there is, I'm looking back there now at the rest of this plane, and you can't see this. There is that kind of energy going on, going all the way back to this. I mean, the back of the plane are the parents with the small kids, and so maybe they're not feeling the energy right now. They're feeling the beginning of a nine-and-a-half-hour flight. But that middle cabin is partying. They no certainly sitting. are. No one is sitting. No one's going to sit the whole flight. And by the way, the flight attendants love that. Oh, yeah. Tell you. It's a hoot. Yeah. It's they think it's hysterical when the 15 minutes and you're supposed to have your seatbelt <laughs> on and ain't nobody, everyone else is passing out champagne and that's just the way it goes. Yeah. It's the party bus. Where we had Lachayim. Right. Yeah. <laughs> She's 23. She can do whatever 100%. she wants. 100%. Exactly. I'm like way legal in Israel. Yes, you are so old in Israel in order to be yeah. able to enjoy. That well, is true. Lachayim's to this amazing yeah, you're exactly. Why not make it Lachaim? It's really incredible. Yes. By the way, we were commenting before the um, we had delayed takeoff. Takeoff was a little bit later than we expected. We, don't, as if you had part of that decision. Well, I don't know. My bag was <laughs> delayed for 200 years because the TSA did not like my tuna wrap. Really? Yes. The tuna wrap set off a, a red flag. So the conversation, just as a side point, the conversation with the TSA agent as we waited for about 40 minutes for my bag. And I said, well, you know, she's like, yeah, well, we're instituting something new in the next couple of weeks to let people know to put their food to the side so that we know that it's food. Otherwise, we have to pull the bag. I said, well, why don't you just announce it now? You have all these people who are flying with families, and they have food. And she, what was her response? I finished my shift in five minutes. I'm like, all right, see, this is the problem. But whatever. We, we, we all, everyone made it on the plane. Even Mayor Kay made it on the plane, though. I don't know where he is now, but So he's as around. you pointed out, the one area... That yes. Nefesh Benefesh has not been able to deal with and figure out. How to simplify. Is TSA, Correct. TSA. Somehow or another, the entire Aliyah process, the Israeli government, the Misrat HaPnim, and right. everything else, they have figured out. It's the TSA. And they're the, the ones with the reputation of bureaucracy. They're the ones Correct. who, you know, everyone feels you can't get past them, you can't get anything by them. And you certainly can't accomplish anything, but it's the TSA who's behaving so poorly. Correct. So all I know is that the only part of the Aliyah process in our six times of making Aliyah experience, that only six, that um, that still needs tweaking is the TSA element. I say we just skip that part altogether. Who's Soon. with me? Soon. Nefesh Nefesh will figure it out, I'm telling you. Exactly. All right, a couple of things you wanted to mention. First of all, yes. first you, of all. we're going to go to a song? Yeah, we need you to I'm DJ. I'm right here. I'm right here. I'm right here. Um, first of all, whenever we deal with the state of Israel, whenever we deal with the state of Israel, we have to thank our 
central location in Israel, and that's the Inbal Hotel. And the Inbal has a promotion now that if you head to Israel uh, during the uh, week of Thanksgiving, if you head to Israel during the week of Thanksgiving, you are... <laughs> I don't know what's going on back there. And you spend a minimum of three <laughs> nights during the week of Thanksgiving at the Inbal Hotel while you visit your gap year students, etc. Uh, the Inbal Hotel gives you a, a delicious free Thanksgiving dinner, a feast with all the trimmings, plus live music as well. And that's in addition to everything else the Inbal gives you between the free dessert, excuse me, the free uh, breakfast, the uh, free access to their health club and pool, uh, their free parking, free Wi-Fi, etc., etc., etc. Check out the Inbal Hotel for your next trip to Israel. Also wanted to give a special shout out to our friends at Bedford on Park, who continue to be an amazing sponsor of ours. Bedford on Park on the uh, on Park Avenue and uh, 34th Street in New York City, under the direction of Chef Alex, with all the delicious dishes that you could imagine. All the great things we've spoken about, including their signature steaks with signature Bedford rub. You check them out today. The northwest corner of um, the northwest corner of 34th Street and Park Avenue in New York City. Thank you to Chef Alex at Bedford on Park. And of course, the Brooklyn Cyclones next Thursday night. They've got the big, big Jewish Heritage Night. We'll be there, Jewish Heritage Night, August the 24th. We'll have four packs of uh, tickets all through the week, including hopefully on ZK's live lunch today. We're hoping that the tickets will be given away as well uh, for Jewish Heritage Night. Check it out by uh, going to the web at brooklyncyclones.com. Again, that is brooklyncyclones.com. Com. The uh, number of Olim on this flight, 233. The youngest is 8 months old. The oldest is 79 years old. There are 21 families with plenty of children, almost 100. Uh, lots of singles. There are about 100 singles with 68 of them heading to the IDF. 32 men and 36 women. And as we said earlier, six sets of twins. And this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard and listeners sponsor digital radio around the world the web at NachumSegal.com, on the NachumSegal Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app.
We're on the plane, no joke. My name is Nachum Siegel. We are broadcasting from the uh, El Al flight that is uh, taking everybody who wants to make Aliyah in August of 2017 to Israel. We spoke with Ray Rich earlier. I got to give a special shout out to his mom because she was my sixth grade teacher. So to Mrs. Rich, we say uh, hello, hello, and we just saw your wonderful children and grandchildren. Uh, in addition, we have to. Um, in addition, we uh, we spoke to Rachel Schreiber earlier, who was with us. And now we get an opportunity to speak to Dr. James Lando. Dr. James Lando is uh, a retired assistant surgeon general for the central region of the United States. Comes from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He's going to Beersheba, Israel. An honor to meet you. Welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you. An honor to meet you as well. I appreciate that. How does one become an assistant surgeon general? practice. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Tell me the progression of events that led to that appointment. I assume it's an appointment, right? Well, it's a, I actually spent a career in the public health service, United States Public Health Service, starting uh, in the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention at their Epidemic Intelligence Service. While you were living in what city? Atlanta, Georgia. 
correct, yeah. And then I've been uh, all over the United States with the Public Health Service, New Mexico, uh, D.C., Pittsburgh, and uh, then finally in uh, Chicago. So it's one of the seven uniformed services of, of uh, the United States, uh, and uh, just proud to have served for uh, 20 years and uh, to have attained the rank of Assistant Surgeon General. Now you, now you know why we, as Americans, are familiar with the term Surgeon General. Mo mostly from the warning on cigarette packs. Exactly. But there are many other things the Surgeon General is involved with. Why is it important to in fact have a Surgeon General and hence Assistant Surgeon Generals in our country? Well, the Surgeon General is the nation's uh, doctor. Uh, and has a bully pulpit to be able to uh, give public health messages out to, uh, to people. Right now we're in the midst of a, of a horrible opioid epidemic in the country. Right. Surgeon General is leading the way on that, also with fitness and nutrition. Uh, so we just had a changeover to a new Surgeon General, Surgeon General Jerome Adams from Indiana, and I wish him all the best uh, in his tenure. And in my day, when I was young, Coop, C. Everett Coop, uh, Coop, the only Surgeon General I know who really enjoyed a nationwide reputation. Yes, C. Everett Coop was is the is the most memorable uh, Surgeon General uh, that that we have. Everybody seems to remember him and his beard. Right, of course, had that yeah. distinguished look. Dr. James Lando is with us. So, at what point did you say to yourself, "It's time to go to Israel"? Well, I've I've uh, always had that in my mind, uh, you know, uh, since being a kid. Uh, just wanting to be part of this incredible uh, opportunity to to, uh, to form our nation. Uh, but the timing never was right. Right now, the timing is right. My children are out of the house. Uh, I retired. My parents, thank God, are well. So this is the time for us to make Aliyah. Well, and us means who's going with you? Me and my wife. My wife is also a physician. She's a family medicine doctor. And uh, she's... Uh, She's just as excited as I am to be going to the south and, uh, and learning Hebrew so that we can eventually practice in, in Israel. Now, is that a difficult process? Have, what have you heard from your Nefesh B'Nefesh friends about going into the medical field in Israel? Well, I think they've made it a, a lot easier uh, over the years. Um, we first looked years and years ago. It was more difficult. They have made it easier. Um, the main, the main stumbling block for us really is the Hebrew. We want to make sure, that, as doctors, they say, first do no harm. Right. Uh, and there's so many subtleties in, in practicing medicine that uh, really understanding what the, what's going on with the patient is important. you got to know how to say erythromycin in Hebrew. Huh? <laughs> you have no choice. How do you say it? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> but I bet you it sounds very similar to erythromycin. I that I can right. tell you. <laughs> so, uh, so, that's our focus now, but now with telemedicine, I know a lot of people are making Aliyah, and yet they're practicing in the United States remotely. Uh, so there are lots of opportunities for physicians to, to bring their skills to the to Israel. Uh, and Beersheba, I would guess, because there's some type of, of community of medicine there, or it is the medical center in Soroka that attracts you? What is it? Well, so actually, uh, we chose Beersheba for a number of reasons, one of which is that it's there are fewer Anglos in Beersheba. It's more diverse. You're less likely to be able to uh, speak uh, English and be understood there. And we knew for us, uh, in our learning Hebrew well, that it would be good to be totally immersed. 
Uh, so, so that was one of the, the main reasons. There's also obviously a wonderful medical center and university there. And it's really an up and coming city in the south. We visited on a pilot trip and it was just incredible what we saw, the changes. When you talk to, to Israelis who have lived all their life, they, they don't tend to go down. They have, a, they have an image of Beersheba in the past as a small uh, desert outpost. It's really changed. It certainly has. Pretty amazing. Wow. Dr. James Lando is with us. The, um, uh, the most, one of the most remarkable things is, is watching how Israel continues to boom technologically. And I, I give you the, the greatest blessing in being able to incorporate your medical career into Israeli society. But it seems things are going so fast, probably so much to keep up with. Yeah, well, actually, that's something I'm very excited to be part of. Uh, I, I tell people, you know, Israelis are so entrepreneurial. I have no doubt that I'm going to find something interesting and important to do over there. I don't know what it is quite yet, but I'll find it because, as you said, they're always uh, innovating. And your most recent home was Pittsburgh or Chicago? Pittsburgh. That was Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Leaving Pittsburgh, going to Israel. What what the neighbors in Pittsburgh say? Well, some of them think I'm a little Meshuggah, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's uh, it's a bit of a mix. Lots of people are wishing me well. Lots of people are behind us in this endeavor. Um, we're going actually to be staying in an absorption center. I think they're mostly concerned that we're going to stay in the absorption center when we go there because we're definitely going to be roughing it a little bit. Right. Uh, but we wanted the full experience and the full immersion. Wow, pretty amazing. Uh, what do you think of this plane? What row are you in? Uh, 45, we're in 45H. So what are, how are things down there in row 45? They're Exciting? All, they're all right. I can stay here with you as long as you want me to be here. <laughs> but do you, get, do, you feel the, do you feel the excitement back there? Do you feel There's a lot of excitement. A lot of people really energized? Incredible energy. Incredible energy. The, pe the, the folks on this plane, it's like family. I mean, well, you feel that every time you go to Israel. Right. Uh, but with this group particularly, uh, just uh, everybody helping each other. I've never really been on a plane where you have this type of feeling uh, before everybody is on the same endeavor. And it's one big celebration. Indeed. Dr. Lando, a real pleasure. Likewise. The best of luck to you and your wife. A pleasure. Wow. Dr. James Lando, Assistant Surgeon General in the Central Region of the United States, now making Aliyah with his wife, a practicing physician in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Unbelievable. What do you think of that story? That is unbelievable, to say the least. Say it again. I said I don't have a mic, so just give me a second. You do have a mic, because if you speak loud enough, we can hear you. Okay. There you go. Okay, yeah. It, uh, that was incredible. That was incredible. But that's what we keep on talking about. There is such an, uh, there is such a, a vast array of, of people who are on this fight with varying backgrounds, all here to contribute. And I thought what, what Doc had said was even, you know, beyond his, you know, interested in being part of the full immersion and beyond all that he said you're all family right you feel that way every time you go to israel but now you're on a plane with people who you are making a massive life change with and you'll always have these people there'll always be that connection it's 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 amazing it is unbelievable we're with nefesh benefesh jm rewind at 9 a.m after jm and we'll continue with our interviews from ben gurion airport upon our arrival Plus, of course, live lunch later on and plenty more, as you would suspect. Our goal is to be back in studio Wednesday morning in New York at JM and the AM. As insane as that sounds, we will uh, be turning around and coming right back after this incredible charter flight. Big thank you to Tani Kramer, as you know. How would you be able to produce the show without him, I ask you, Miriam O'Wallach? Uh, I, I wouldn't. It would be impossible, to say the least. Yes. So Tani gets a big, big thumbs up and thank you from us for his diligence in putting together a great guest list. 
And, uh, and it's, it's funny, every flight we meet somebody of incredible significance with an amazing story. Dr. Lando's one of those people. We'll meet more, of course, coming up later on. Plus, of course, uh, Tony Goldbard and Rabbi Josh Fass are going to be joining us as well. Uh, are we queuing up a song, Miriam Owens? I am desperately trying, not Which Lucille. song are you trying to uh, queue up over well, there? Well, that one's not going to work because I'm not connected to the Internet, so uh, you're just going to have to give me a minute. But trust me, I'm patient. That you're, you're saving the show. Yes. Which is, with this innovative DJ uh, system you've come up with. ZK yes. would oh, be... I am, to, I am told ZK is giving you a gold star for this trip. That's no, what I was no. told. No, I doubt that that is happening. You sure? <laughs> I am doubting. Maybe I can convince him, maybe. Yeah, I doubt that that is happening, but that's okay. I'm ready when you are. All right, let's go. Here we go. A beautiful song from Deddy to commemorate Aliyah at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. as we broadcast from the Nefesh Benefesh charter flight. Could you imagine? That was Deddy with Lecha Eten. Ken Siegel is with us, National Campaign Chairman for JNF USA. We are told it is his first Nefesh Benefesh flight. Welcome to J.M. in the A.M. Thank you very much, Nefesh. Nice to speak with you and to have you here. Um, one of the things we have, and we'll start with JNF, then we'll get to Nefesh Benefesh. One of the things that we have discovered, and our audience has discovered over the last few years, is the amazing work that JNF is doing on a regular basis in Israel. Uh, the name, the brand is incredible, and one that we all grew up with, but many of us, especially in our community, we're not aware of all the different projects and all the different uh, incredible things they undertake to benefit the state of Israel. And it just seems that every single day there's something new going on, a new community being explored, something new being dedicated or built. It must be amazing from your perspective as campaign chair to lead this effort. It, is, it has been one of the most worthwhile things I've ever done in my life is to be involved with JNF. JNF has done um, so many projects in Israel, like you said, that I can't keep up with them all. We, I'm in Israel three, four times a year visiting projects, and there's always something new. In fact, on this trip, after the flight, they're bringing me up to the Galil, where we're starting to do a lot of work, just to see some of the new things that are going on there that I haven't seen. We've heard about the Visitor Center now in Northwest Israel. We've heard about the uh, different uh, things that have been set up in the center of the Galil, as you mentioned. And it seems that as much as we know the borders of the state of Israel, because of JNF, it's really expanded. Because of JNF, things have left, left or moved from just being in the center of Israel to go north and go south, and it's been an amazing effort. It, uh, um, it's part of the JNF vision to right. bring hopefully 500,000 people from the center to the south and 300,000 to the north. I think one of the most uh, vivid examples of what's happened in that regard is Beersheba. Right. When we first got involved in Beersheba, there was about 195,000 people with a declining population, and today, what, 225,000, and it's the fastest growing community in all of Israel. I apologize for interrupting. I was just handed a Nefesh Benefet fidget spinner, which seems to be the you know, the the the, uh, the item of the uh, of the year certainly, uh, the novelty of the times in the United States. I guess they're with it over there at Nefesh Benefesh. Uh, Ken, this is your first Ken Siegel, JNF chairperson of the national campaign. This is the first time you're on a Nefesh Benefesh flight. We know about the partnership between the two organizations. What are your feelings being on this aircraft? Well, you know. My first time in Israel was 1970. I was a student at the University of Tel Aviv, and I considered Aliyah at the time. And I think if there was a Nefesh Benefesh, I, would, might, I might not have been national campaign chair because I may have been living there and maybe greeting this plane when we arrived. Right. Uh, it's just been incredible. You'd be building the South with some of the other heroes <laughs> that you guys support and help out. For sure. 
That's for sure. Well, it's a real pleasure to meet you, and I thank you very much for being on the air with us, and continued success, as I say. Um, the campaign that you lead and the organization that you're part of is one of the incredible jewels of the Jewish world. And you should be very proud of that. I'm sure you are. I sure am. Thank, Thank you, you so very much. much. Nice to meet you. Ken Siegel, he is the JNF National Campaign Chairman, enjoying his very first NBN Nefesh Benefesh flight with us here at JM in the AM. Well, to call this a mobile studio may be a stretch. We're the, doing the hokey pokey. The, the word that I like to use, makeshift studio, may actually be an apt description this time around as we sneak out one guest and bring in another on this Tuesday morning broadcast of JM in the AM. Phil and Shelly Stein are from Teaneck, New Jersey. They are ready to move to Malaya Dumim. And I am told there's a big birthday celebration going on. Whose birthday is it? Yes, sir. I'm turning 65 tomorrow. Mazal tov. This is quite a birthday present. It's my rebirthday. A rebirthday. I like that. <laughs> and look how many people you brought along for the party. It's great. And so many of them and are wait, new friends of ours. <laughs> and wait till we get there and all the people that will be celebrating with them. You're expecting a lot of folks at the airport? Oh, yes, we are. Why Malaya Dumim? Well, we have a son who lives there, uh, but... Uh, as much as being close to um, to our son, um, it's just so fresh and clean and clear. It's just beautiful. I tell people they're desert on three sides, and when they ask me what's on the fourth, I say the road back to civilization. <laughs> Very good. So, Balea de Mim does not remind you of Teaneck? No. <laughs> no. How no. many years did you live in Teaneck? We lived in Teaneck for 20 years. Have you closed everything off in Teaneck? Have you sold your house? Have you, have you uh, basically said to yourselves, you're now Israelis? We were very fortunate. We were able to sell our house. Our son, Mark, is a uh, real estate broker. Of course, we broker. had the best uh, real estate agent. <laughs> the best realtor, user. huh? <laughs> you know, uh, Links Residential. Oh, there you and, go. Nice plug. <laughs> and, uh, and we were on a very desirable street. There's a young congregation on the next block, Shari Tefila there you go. with Rabbi Shiawitz, and uh, people are pushing their way into the neighborhood. With all the dreaming and all the years, when did this really become a reality for you? When my wife uh, received her severance from work. That was it, huh? <laughs> that was it. That, like, paved the way. You said, said it's, it's time to move on, and we know we, where to move and to. And now we could do it. You know, we could afford to do it. I retired early. Phil just retired now also. But now we have the means to do it before our pensions and Social Security kicks in. Well, so. now that retirement is the topic, what's the plan in Israel? How will you be spending your days? We haven't figured that out yet. First, we'll be five months of Olpan. Um, and after that, I hope to go to Sheyarim and do some volunteer work. And uh, we'll get into, into a swing of things. Your shirt says dreams come true. So it's been a lifelong dream, Oh, huh? yes. Oh, did you get to read the article in the Jewish Link? There's I, a, uh, my husband wrote an article. To, it was in two weeks or ten days ago, Jewish Link. Did it appear on the cover? No. Uh, no. Oh, no, no. No, but there was a full page. I, know, I was sent the link, and I okay. saw the full page on the yes. realized Correct. Uh, where I... I talk about um, a story um, that happened at Home Depot. I was buying... Uh, I read this, yes, I yes, read this. Okay, yes, yes, yes. yes no, yes. tell it, tell it. Okay, so I was buying uh, an additional set of plastic shelves for our new son, and the person checking me out was trying to convince me to take a Home Depot credit card. All right, and you and said no need for it. I said there's I really this. no need for it. I'm, I'm, you, know, we're, uh, you know, we're moving out of the country, and... I, she asked where we were going to, and I said, Israel, and she said, oh, you're going home. And I said, we are, and she said, how long have you been away? And I said, 
2,000 years. <laughs> I saw that article. I loved it. That is great. Uh, someone told me you have a love of Journey's music. We do. We uh, do, yep. That's our favorite. Uh, we brought our kids up on Journey. Any particular song or everything? I think everything. Very nice. In fact, once, you know, we had to get rid of the tapes because no one has a cassette player anymore. Right. We had to go around and find all the CDs. <laughs> which was very difficult. As a matter of fact, there's one uh, that, I'm, that, I, uh, that I really am missing. It was uh, The Best of Journeys. Uh, NCSY had published it one year, and I'm not able to find that anywhere in a, in a CD. But we have all the other ones. I didn't even know that CD existed. Yeah, yeah, it, was wow. a, it was a, a project away from well, NCSY. Uh, so why don't we tell Nachum how we got into Journeys? Well, first I have to tell you, uh, I've been listening to your show and before your show, before you, uh, since the late 70s, Thank uh, you. when I was driving to Princeton. I hope you'll continue to listen in Israel. Uh, <laughs> my wife, actually, she's much more in tune to the uh, to the web-based good. Uh, service. You're, she's a good partner for <laughs> you. I like that. But we were regular donors to your show. Thank and you. I guess in the early days, the donors weren't as numerous as they are now. Um, and in those days, you were giving giveaways every hour. Right. Okay. So... Um, um, Apparently, several weeks after the marathon ended, a friend said, so did you get your cassette? And I said, what cassette? <laughs> and they said, we heard your name on the radio a couple of weeks ago. You want a cassette? And, um, uh, and I said, uh, I, I guess I better call. And I called, and apparently you had my name, and you sort of had my contact information, but not enough to send, send us the cassette. So you sent us the cassette. Uh, and uh, it was Journeys 1, uh, and we got on to purchase every Journeys and every DeVacus and anything to do with A.B. Rottenberg, uh, Marvelous Mitos Machine, um, and, uh, and you know, more important, and I think A.B. needs to know this also, um, this was really part of, we became observant at that time in our lives, and, and this was a very important part of our lives and our children's lives in terms of growing up and, and, and just embracing Judaism, um, and uh, we're we, we owe a lot of Hakara to talk to A.B. Wow. <laughs> music can do that to you, huh? And to yes, you as well. You. Yeah. And yeah. to you as well. You know, even though it's a different theme, there is a song on Journeys 1, There's No Place Like Home. That's right. right. That's oh, gosh. Right. You know, I used to cry every time I heard that song. And um, uh, actually, there's another song. Do you, you know the Jerusalem it? song? Sure. Gosh, I Jerusalem. would... There were times that I would just... Like just that song. I would just play it over and over and over again. I just stand and cry. And and when they said Baruch Habayim, right. I just gosh, it was. Uh, we must visit you in Malay Adumim. That's great. We, we must. Welcome please you. do. Please and do. please keep listening. We will. We will. We will. We will. Uh, it's uh, Phil and Shelley Stein of Teaneck, New Jersey, well, heading to Malay. Not of Teaneck <laughs> anymore. Now of Malay Adumim. Well, now they're over the Atlantic, but soon they're going to be in Malay Adumim. And they are, um, and they are ready. They are ready for their incredible move on this Nefesh Benefesh charter flight to the Holy Land. Thank you both very much. Thank you. Thank you. Plenty more coming up here at JM in the AM. That's for sure. That was great. <laughs> I told you I had a good one. You didn't. You certainly did. I told you I had a good one. Thank you. Thank, Thank you so much. Amazing. Thank you. Can we go to this? We're going to the song. In honor of all the Chayalim. In order of all the soldiers that are on board this plane, and there are many of them, Yaakov Shweki at JM in the AM.
קהל נכבד, מוכנים? רוצה להקדיש את השיר. To the best soldiers in the world. חיילי צה"ל.
JM in the AM with Yaakov Shweki and the Misha Berach. The Tfilah for Chayel Sahal. No coincidence that we are here with the founders, the co-founders of Nefesh B'Nefesh, Rabbi Yoshua Fass and Tony Gilbard, as they lead a total of 68 IDF soldiers, along with hundreds of other Olim, to Israel on this charter flight. That's right, we're broadcasting from a plane. 32 men and 36 women make up those IDF soldiers. Could you imagine that? And here we are on the flight itself, speaking to the co-founders of Nefesh Benefesh. Rabbi Fass, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you so much. Tony Gelbart, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you. Great, Great to, to see you. Great to see you both. I don't like asking the same question to two guests, but I'm going to do it in this case. What are your feelings being a leader, an escort for 68 soldiers to the Israel Defense Forces? Pride. <laughs> this is what you get on a plane. Tony, Tony I'm told there are one-word answers only it's, now. I thought this is what we're doing. This is not the well, perfect. I, I wanted your answer, your feeling. Now I'll have to turn to Tony since Rabbi Fass has disappointed me completely. Complete disappointment. Tony, Tony there's 68 soldiers aboard. It's more like watching them and looking and learning how they feel, not how we feel. They're living and breathing and doing something they want to do for their entire lives. And they've learned something that a lot haven't learned, that the Jewish people need to have protection and they're willing to serve. There's, a, there's something that we repeat every time and, uh, and, and often I think it gets lost on a lot of people within our community. You, however, are one who travels the entire country, in this case meaning the United States, and you see it more often than others. It is amazing how people and parents of all backgrounds, all geographical areas, of all religious affiliation, from the, from the most limited to the most rigorous, all of them, every group is represented by lone soldiers going with Nefesh Benefesh to the IDF. Absolutely true, but there's one thing they all have in common because these kids who are going into the IDF and making Aliyah have learned from their parents or grandparents what it is to be Jewish, what it is to be a Zionist. They don't have to be religious or not religious. It's not the point, but it's the point of understanding a responsibility and feeling pride in that responsibility. So they've learned it from their parents and their grandparents. Can I assume that in the early days of this amazing operation, soldiers was not on your mind? It was families, it was people who, you know, desperately wanted to get to Israel, needed an easier system. We know about the beginnings of Nefesh Benefesh. But the whole lone soldier aspect, I would assume, came down the road. It's true. It did come there all. But, but here's the deal. We have an enormous amount of different people on this plane and in all the planes. Today we're talking about lone soldiers because there's a lot of lone soldiers going to be on this plane. Right. But in fact, there's doctors, lawyers, engineers, students, teachers, retirees. Everybody's on this plane. And yeah, it's leaning towards because it's an exciting moment. But everybody, and I will not take it away anything from the lone soldiers, but everybody on this plane is very important. No and the question. lone soldiers are tugging at your heart because they're going to be at the front line. Maybe the teacher and the, and the, you know, the student won't be on the front line tomorrow. But these kids will, and that's why it's tugging at our hearts today. Tony Gelbarter by Josh Fast. Not to sound stereotypical, but sometimes, you know, certain points need to be made. 
68 soldiers, the majority of whom are women. Your reaction? It's, it's a, a growing phenomenon that we're seeing that a lot of women from the States are interested in surfing, which is an incredible concept. I don't think it's indicative of the majority of lone soldiers right. representing North Americans, but I think there's a growing interest, and I think they wanted to have this experience on the flight. And uh, we've been seeing the increases all the time. When we go from ceremony to ceremony and we have programming, we see um, a lot of women representing. And not to, not, not to say something that will ruffle any feathers, but some of the female soldiers and male soldiers, I noticed, are bite-sized. They're like, you know, not, not all of them are what you would expect, bulky military type. They are a little, they are David. There are a lot of really little people. Okay, it's I mean, our history. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's our David Goliath uh, Listen, image. you don't have to be very tall or big in statute to have a very, very smart brain. <laughs> not all of us are not really? Siegel. Tony has just leveled eight. the whole Siegel family. <laughs> I think we have to I'm not one from the Giants have a visualization of this scene. What can I tell you? I thought it was an important point, frankly. I think right? you should hang up right now. <laughs> not a chance. This is a live broadcast for an hour and 12 We minutes. are on a plane. Can you imagine we're doing this show from a plane? It's the only time that our engineering staff tolerates the background noise that you are hearing. It is awful. It is terrible. <laughs> but it's, and, and you should know, by I the way, for all your listeners that, right now. that dedicated listeners of ours, after we did this as an experiment last year, have told us that they love it. They love the fact that they can tell we're actually on the aircraft. So, what can I Go silent for 20 <laughs> seconds. You think that it's like... <laughs> I'm telling you, it's such a unique concept. It's amazing. Um, there is a development that we asked Rabbi Fast not to reveal to us before this show. If we had a checklist of every way that you set out early on to make Aliyah easier, I think every single box is checked at this point. However, you've revealed to us that the passport control apparatus, which frankly was going really smoothly and quickly compared to the old days, is now even more streamlined. What has happened in Nefesh Benefesh? Well, let's give a little bit of uh, history and context. Yeah, sure. In the past, when we landed, you would have to do passport control even after the ceremony, which added another hour, an hour and a half. Then when they dismantled the old terminal and they used a new terminal, which we don't use, they dismantled the, the passport control computers. So one of the innovations that we had is that we got machines to do passport control scanning on the plane and we were deputized for the Border Patrol to collect everyone's passports, to scan it, to fill out all the paperwork for them, and then at the end of the flight, which took nine, ten hours of scanning right. on the plane, and the day beforehand, the Sunday before a charter flight, we would spend hours just making sure that all the paperwork was done and that every the sequence and the protocols would be followed because there's a tremendous trust that Border Patrol is putting in our staff. And uh, last week, last flight, the July flight, they said that uh, we didn't have to do it anymore, that the level of trust was so high that if we gave them the paperwork that we've already prepared and that they would double check the manifest with us and that they would ask us for anything that they were missing, that they would come onto the plane and they would do their spot checks of the, of the individuals with the passports versus our manifest that we give them that we would not have to do the scanning for the 10 hours in our plane and during the flight, and we would also save the processing, the border patrol for the OLIM. And that's just, it's, we're, we're dumbfounded because, we're dumbfounded for two reasons. Number one, the level of trust we never thought could actually exceed what we've had for the last few years. 
And number two, we don't know what to do with ourselves right now. <laughs> this is the first, this is Flight 57. Also, Our staff is like watching a movie for the first time. It's bizarre. The, the rumor that Avi Levine is retiring has no, been running around a thousand percent. But also there's a benefit to this as well, not the streamlining and the help and everything else. But now we can add several more Olim to this flight because in the original area, we had to bring in boxes and yeah. boxes and files and a copy machine and a photography and those were on and the seats on the seats you have to understand the first few years when we did border patrol and processing for ministry of interior the business class there were only five of us that sat here there was an extension cord to the to the kitchen to the galley we had a we had a xerox machine we had a passport thing. we had a cutting machine for the passport you know the polaroid and we had tons of files we had like duffel bags of the files for every single person it's just it's remarkable to see the difference from 2005 to 2017 it's just it's hard 2002 2000 forget it 2002 was the chiseling people's faces in rock rabbi fast tony gelbart uh tell me about the relationship with nefesh benefesh and the israeli government anything different over the last few years or everything is as smooth as ever well they love us and we love them that's it huh Anything else to add, Rabbi? No, it's remarkable to see that all the parties, we've been very apolitical um, by choice because we represent all streams of Olim, right to left, big and small, like you would, and, uh, and we didn't want to affiliate ourselves, even though that we might have a political leaning, because we wanted all the Olim to feel that they had a, a neutral address for their Aliyah. And because of that, the... It, are the, the relationship that we built with the government um, spans every right. single party, and they, and they tre- take tremendous pride in in what we do, and they're moved by what we do, and they're inspired by what we do, and you can see even tomorrow's ceremony, just a, a bizarre variety of personalities from the Knesset um, are coming to the ceremony. We see that every single ceremony. People are calling us saying we're interested in coming. And it's just, it's a bizarre variety of individuals that come to these ceremonies well, we've, that, that well, don't look, I think what's very important to understand and being very serious here is that in the beginning when we started, you could say people thought we were al- aligned to that group or this group or that political thing. And we kept saying, guys, we are not. We're the neutral. We're the Switzerland here. We're, we're neutral. We don't care about what the party is. If you're Jewish and you want to move to Israel, we're going to help you. That's the bottom line. We'll go by the rules and regulations and the laws. We want to partner with everybody. We're going to help you. And today, our dream really came through as an organization that we're not looked at a right wing or a left wing or a religious or not religious. We're looked at, this is Jewish people making Aliyah. And Nefesh Menefesh is the way to do that. It's no secret, however, that the present government in Israel has been in office for the majority of the time that Nefesh Menefesh has been around. If there would be a change in government, would you think any of this would change or it should go just as smoothly? No, nothing would change. Every party's we, we, in. They're all in. We've had uh, uh, Arik Sharon was prime minister and Eud Olmert was prime minister and, and Netanyahu is prime minister today. It's not going to change. Right. We've also had, I mean, our, our day-to-day work, besides all the government officials and government agencies, we work hand-in-hand with the Ministry of Immigration and Absorption, the Swadaklita. And we've experienced um, close to nine ministers of, uh, oh, in, that, of in that role, in that role right. over the last 15 years. Right. Uh, it's, 
right? Nine, eight to nine, yeah, eight to and, nine. and from different parties. And the relationship was sustained and existed throughout all that. So that that shows you proof that... Uh, but that's the good thing. You know, everybody talks about the negative in Israel, the right. negative in politics. But the good thing is the people who got those positions realized that this is important. This is critical. If we didn't have Nefesh Benefesh, I don't know what would happen. I'm not saying we're great, but I don't know what the void would have looked like. But they all realized that we're doing something good. And it's good for them to be part of it. And it's good for the Jewish people to have the government in Israel supporting this. Tony Gelbart, Rabbi Fast, do you realize that there are students on this flight who had a at least one Shabbat meal at your house this year? Do you realize it? Yeah, some yeah. of them came over. So I would think Rabbi Fast also had some, and your family probably also had some influence on them basically staying in Israel. These are students who just went back for the summer and now on their way back already. It's probably my family. I don't speak about Ali at home. Oh, it's really <laughs> your family? <laughs> no NBA talk at your Shabbos no, table, huh? Well, I thank both of you. It's an honor to be here. As you know, I, we take this very, very seriously. An honor to be part of this whole process and to really spread the word to the entire world, and we thank you for it. And, oh, by the way, before we go off the air, or before we conclude this conversation, did you know what kind of... Uh, international um, recognition Tony Galbart has? I'm on a flight a few weeks ago sitting next to a guy and he tells me what he does for a living and I said you must know Tony Galbart. Of course I know Tony Galbart. So regards Tony from this gentleman <laughs> who's in your industry he says. <laughs> you see even when you're not on the plane you're the subject of my conversations. <laughs> So there you go. Very funny, very funny. <laughs> no, a few yeah. years ago you did a show on, not on the plane, but you did a, some recordings. Right. And Tony and I asked you some questions. <laughs> right. Uh -oh. So I think it comes to it comes to the point of our show, or your show, that we take over for a few minutes. All right, go right ahead, gentlemen. What okay, do you Okay, so which number flight, charter flight, is this for you? Well, we calculated this is six. The sixth time we're doing fake Aliyah. Awesome. How different yeah. is this from past experiences. So glad you asked and of course because Miriam L. Wallach and I discussed this beforehand she, she got it out of me because I wasn't sure why this felt different but I think she cited it and now I'm glad to answer the question. Uh, we've been on these flights in many different circumstances including war etc. And which story is it? Dogs. Oh uh, including uh, <laughs> including during war time and and very tense times and, and we've made a point of how many different periods since 2002 Israel's been in a difficult matzav and not one potential Ola or Ola canceled their trip which is amazing and we've been on some of those but this one is particularly moving for us because I am witnessing my kids classmates moving to Israel today kids who were roommates with my daughter and and roommates and friends with my sons as you know our triplets were in Israel this past year and, and I'm saying to myself, uh-oh, what those parents do right, what did, I, what did I do wrong? But this is what, it, it's, it's, a, it's, one of these, it's one of these things that hits you in the face. Like, look at this, I'm watching now, not just my peers anymore, or people I respect or work with, I'm watching my kids, colleagues, make a decision on their own to move to Israel. And that's what's different about today. I was looking at your face at the ceremony, that, the farewell ceremony at JFK. And uh, you were expressing a certain emotion. Would you like to share with you what share with us what you were feeling? Um, I mean, I would say mixed emotions. The, I, I, I'm not sure what you mean, other than the typical incredible euphoria yeah. as you watch all of this. While at the same time, you're watching this separation between parents and children. Uh, get, in fact, I had a uh, high school classmate. I don't think there's a problem mentioning his name, Jordan Lurie. 
who's here with his, who was sitting in the airport with his son as, uh, as his son's moving to Israel. And that goodbye, I said to myself, wow, you know, if they knew it would be this rough, would they have planned on moving to Israel? It was very difficult and very emotional and, and heartwarming. But uh, it's that combination that gets you every single time. Tony. The only thing I can say is no questions, <laughs> but, but yeah. thank you very much thank for doing you. what you do. I appreciate it. I mean, that. you're really the voice of the Jewish people on radio, for thank sure. Thank you very, very and much. And to do this live from this venue. Tony, we're on a plane! <laughs> you know? You can't hear it? <laughs> I, it doesn't escape me that we're on a plane. It's but I'm on a plane with you <laughs> is important. You. Thank and you very much. thank you very much for doing this. A pleasure. It's not easy. I know it's not easy. But thank, thank you. you. Now we're going to let you sleep, right? Now we're going to let Tony and Rabbi Fass get a little rest. <laughs> we have to fake processing people for their passports. <laughs> I think Tony's being sought after by uh, some other members of the media now. Oh, so. Miriam wants me to share a story. Oh, I'm sorry, Rabbi Fass. Before we finish this segment, apparently there's a canine story, canine horror there's, to tell. This is a first <laughs> in 15 years, a first in 57 flights. As they were, uh, I'm scared to even share the story because no one's going to want to make Aliyah with pets. <laughs> I don't know But just that. know, hundreds of pets successfully have made Aliyah. Yes, in 56 prior flights. Exactly. But as they were putting <laughs> the dog cages onto the charter flight today, a door opened up and a dog was set free on the tarmac <laughs> and was running. Thank you. <laughs> a lot of sound effects. Uh, and the dog was running... A f- we're running free for 15 minutes on the tarmac. Well, Tony it felt took the New only York <laughs> spiders, famous of spiders, to corral this dog. We had to take the Olaf from the plane to calm it down so we could coax it back into That's Noah's the That's the most interesting part of the story. It was and like a Tava the owner. walking into the Tava, into the bottom of the bellows of the, of the plane. It's a beautiful thing. It's right. the first of 57 flights. May never happen again. Are we going to rethink our canine policy now, Rabbi Fast? I need to know. Are we going to rethink things and maybe ask dogs not to join a charter flight? What's our policy going to be? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Think it through with your staff. Make it an agenda item at Friday's meeting. <laughs> is there a Friday meeting or it's Sunday in Israel, I guess? Right? The Friday meeting that we have. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, we, we even have a There's no way the, there's no way the <laughs> weekly meetings in Israel happen on Friday. Not a chance. Absolutely but the, not. But there is a chance it happens on Sunday. Uh, Sundays are our weekly meetings. Very good. Not as dumb as I look, all right? Fantastic. <laughs> Well, there you go. Thank you very much, both of you. Thank you. They are the founders, the co-founders of Nefesh Benefesh. Rabbi Josh Fass, Tony Gilbart. Amazing. More coming up at JM in the AM. I want to thank Miriam Al-Wallach. She's responsible for our music because of our malfunction earlier on the plane. That's right. Thank God it's only the music that malfunctioned on the plane, nothing else. I don't think we say malfunction on Correct. It's a, not a great word to use. Nonetheless, here's Ayal Golan at JM in the AM. וביניהם תשובה לכל השאלות יש אלוהים אחד גדול ובעולם הזה נותן לנו הכל בין אפלה לקרנו את הנתיב אנחנו רק צריכים לבחור וזה ידוע חיים ומתנה הכל צפוי והרשות נתונה מי שמאמין 
Wondering what that noise is in the background? We're on a plane! We are on a plane. <laughs> that was a good, you know, how many times have I interviewed Josh Fass and Tony Gelbar? How many times in your estimation? A lot. 400, not 400, 100? Probably 100 times between the two of them. And probably they are At the... At least. Yeah, they're probably the, they probably have the largest archive. Right. Yeah. Amazing that there's always something to talk about. Of there's course. always something going on. Well, if you, and, if you and Rabbi Fast wanted to talk for three hours, the rest of us could, you know, just sit back and relax. I asked Rabbi Fast a question, he answered with a one-word answer. I got nervous there for a while. I know, but that's because he was just messing with you. Yeah, I know. All right. By the way, um, not everybody can appreciate this, and, and frankly, only the people who have been standing around here or participating in the program can appreciate this, but um, there are people who are still sleeping next to us. No way. Yeah, I, I, for the life of me, I can't figure it out, because we're not quiet, and it's hard to hear yourself think on this flight, let alone conduct an interview. Tell the lady she drew the short straw, had this next to us. I can't figure it out. They are, they are out. Those three people are still sleeping, and at one point, I passed you a note that said, people are sleeping, and... They're asleep. When it's did, amazing to when me. When did the middle uh, seat get filled in? A while ago. I didn't realize yeah, it. Yeah, somebody from the back moved up. And, oh, uh, a StubHub upgrade. Nice. Exactly. So uh, <laughs> to the front row, buddy. A seat upgrade from StubHub. Yeah, it just went to the front. Uh, it just went to the front. Yeah, pretty cool. So they're asleep, which makes me feel like maybe I've been a little too harsh that you should keep your voice down because it doesn't seem to matter. When it comes to harsh, I agree you're always too harsh. America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web and Alchemsegal.com on the Alchemsegal Network. And, of course, on the beloved NSN app. A big thank you to our friends at the Inbal Hotel in Jerusalem. Don't forget their big deal. If you book three days of the Inbal Thanksgiving week, get a free Thanksgiving feast with all the trimmings. And not only that, 
They've got live music as well during the Thanksgiving dinner. It's all happening at the Inbal Hotel. Check it out for this coming Thanksgiving if you're heading there for your gap year students for a nice visit. Big thank you to our friends of the Brooklyn Cyclones. Jewish Heritage Night comes up August the 24th. We'll have four packs of uh, tickets, four family four packs of tickets to give away later this week. You're taking a picture of the brand new Nefesh Benefesh fidget spinner, I see. Uh, I am. It's not coming out very well. I'm going to have to figure something out, but I do have six hours left to this flight before I have to post it. But this is probably the funniest shtick I've seen in a while. Why do you say that? Because... I, because it is, and because Mayor Kay is the one giving them out on the plane, so I can only imagine... Oh, he made them? No, I, no, I don't think he made them, um, but I do believe that he is he is the one... Um, distributing them. That's the word I am looking for, distributing them, and it's pretty funny. Can we go to one of the greatest Israeli classics ever in honor of this flight? That would be great, which would mean, most importantly, that your uh, computer is back yeah, working. if this works. And we can retire my, my iPhone. If this works. Let's see what happens. More coming up. You're listening to JM in the AM. Anashmar li al kolele, ve al abu vei 
JM and the AM, the background noise is an airplane. Yes, we're on an airplane, everybody. Could you imagine? Up to Jerusalem, it's from Gershon Varoba. Before that, the uh, amazing and incredible Israeli classic, Al Kol from the brilliant Naomi Shemer. Well, we meet a lot of interesting people on the Nevesh Benefesh flights. Happens every single time. And this is no exception. We have two Chayalim, two lone soldiers who are heading to the Israeli army. Uh, Eli and Ari Berman of Sunnyvale, California are in our makeshift studio at the front of the plane here on a Tuesday morning at JM in the AM. Gentlemen, welcome and mazel tov to both of you. Thank you very Thank much. You. Thank you. 19 years old, you decide to move to Israel. Yeah. When did this dream begin? I think this dream really began in 2014 when we were in Israel during the Gaza War, during Tsuketan. Um, you know, I had never been in Israel before while there was sirens and missile attacks. And, you know, during all that time, I actually did not feel that scared. I felt comfortable, I felt safe. And, you know, it really opened my eyes to, you know, what being a soldier and what being a citizen in Israel is like. And, and that was the turning point in my life because prior to that, um, I never saw myself living in Israel. I never saw myself going to join the army. Um, your story is similar or, uh, or very different? Pretty much. But I mean, you know, there's so many factors that go into it. It's not, of course, one reason. Right. There's always more and more. Um, What's your background? Tell me Tell me who the Bermans are. So, the Bermans. So, my dad's side comes from England, originally from Liverpool. Um, now, most of his family is based in London and Manchester. And my whole mom's side is from Israel. Um, and then they got married and uh, moved to America, California. And then that's when I was born. And I've been there my whole life. 
and so and and that's a big part of why we're coming to Israel now is because we don't really have any family there with us and and that's a big part of our culture and so like we just really want to experience that and and move to Israel and be closer and uh, because that's something we've we've missed out on a lot. How'd your parents react to all of this? So they're very supportive but of course it's very hard for them. It's not that they're just sending someone to the army, they're sending a boy to the army and they're sending two of them. So they're very supportive, but of course it's hard for them, but we're going to do everything we can to, you know, to, to calm nice, their nerves. To calm <laughs> them but, but I have to give them a lot of credit because it's not easy sending your two sons to the army, especially when you're staying all the way in California. And my parents have been amazing and like Eli said, super supportive for us. And Did they get a chance to see you off in New York or you said your goodbyes in California? Yeah, we said our goodbyes in California, so... Um, and we had a, I mean, so we were supposed to do Make Aliyah last year after we finished high school, but there was just a bunch of factors that caused us to postpone it by a year, and so we really had a lot of time to prepare for it. What high school were you in? We went to Homestead High School. And how many Homestead seniors are making Aliyah this summer? Uh, <laughs> or not too many? Maybe... Five? Do your friend? Uh, is it seriously their five? I mean, yeah, my green. So there's a, a bunch of girls actually. And I was kidding Homestead. around, but but in all seriousness, <laughs> yeah. there are others. So yeah, yeah we've ju- we just finished our first year of college. Um, we're 19, and there are the Israeli community where we're from is very very huge, and every year more and more Israelis are starting to to, to move and join the army. And wow. It's really amazing. Y- yeah, it's amazing to see. Like I've noticed over the years that. Uh, you know, every single year there's more and more people actually moving to Israel to serve in the IDF. Like the year that I graduated, there was only one, there's one person that went, and then the next year, you know, which is this year, there's like five or, well, not including us, there right. was like another four or five, and, and next year I already know so many more people who are planning on doing it, and it's kind of like, it's kind of, it seems like some kind of exponential growth because I've talked to so many people and like because they hear from us like they're elders and we're all friends it's kind of passing down and, and like the it's growing so much and it's such a great thing to see what's in the water in Sunnyvale my gosh <laughs> have you considered Aliyah without the army or there was no way and you're going straight to the army no matter what no I think the army is a really important part it's important to get that experience especially living in Israel um, I feel like that's a big part of the culture and that's something I wanted to experience and and also the army is like a, a great way for us to kind of assimilate into Israel. Now you will enter the army when? We keep saying you know directly from the flight to the army but you're going to enter when? So our Tzav Rishon is in two weeks and you know the plan is probably to enlist in around November, December. And will it be a total of three years or less? About two years and eight months. Can you then continue your college education? Of course. Is uh, that the plan, essentially? That is yeah. definitely the plan. And, and we have so many options our pla- on our plate because we can stay in Israel and it's free and we can, you know, we can get a degree there or we can come back here and continue because we just spent a year in college. Right. Or we could go to England because my dad's a citizen and we could get our citizenship and, and study there too. So, you know, we have so many options. Where are the Berman brothers settling in Israel? So we're going to be in Kibbutz Geva, which is wow. up north. Um, our family is in Bnei Aish and Gedera, you know, a little smaller places, but um, we have a very, very strong and united family there, and, uh, you know, it's, it's always a home for us, no matter what. Will any people, family and friends, be at the airport to greet you? All of them. Oh, yeah. They're all coming? It's oh, yeah. a huge family. Everyone's going to come. They've got a trip to yeah, get to Tel Aviv, yeah, yeah. to get to Ben Gurion Airport. That's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Um, I can imagine the excitement. Any nervousness or you're way past all that? No, I think, honestly, the past 12 hours or, or more, however much it's been since I left California, 
you know. You're already in Israel. I had high expectations, but, and, and they were just blown away. I've been having such a great time. You know, my my sad feelings have gone away, and now, like, it's just I've, being around everyone and, and the tech guys, it just, have, like, cultivated my excitement, you know. I'm so ready to, like, finally land in Israel. I mean it when I say it. You guys feel like you're in Israel already. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Definitely. I do. The That's moment, it. The moment we got together in New York, it... I always felt so welcomed. I felt I felt so um, appreciated, and I'm glad that we're here. I'm glad that we're doing this. I'm glad that we're with these people. What an honor to meet you both! Thank and you very soon much. you Thank will you. be soon you'll be safeguarding yes. both the land of Israel, the state of Israel, and the Jewish people. Please go. Yeah. Amen. And you're from California, so you do understand that. Yeah. The Israel Defense Forces help protect Jews in California as oh, well. Yeah. All you, over you, the world. You get that message. All over the world. And I think that's important that you said that because, you know, there might, there's a lot of, there's such a huge Israeli community and, and to think about only five people, you know, moving to Israel. And I think it's something that we really need to voice, like, you know, talk about more. And, I think and people I, need to realize that how important it is. Yeah. I think we have to remember that in the state of Israel, you know, people are free to pr practice any religion they want. So by joining the army, you know, we're not only defending the Jewish pe person's right to, to practice, but we're protecting all other people's religions You're defending well. democracy. Yep. Basically defending yep. democracy around the world. Uh, Eli and Ari Berman, an absolute pleasure to meet you both. Thank, Thank you, you for joining much. me today. Thank you very Thank much. JM and the AM from the plane. We're uh, with Nefesh Benefesh on this amazing and incredible journey that um, is always so remarkable and so incredible for us to enjoy and to experience. More coming up if you keep it here on a Tuesday morning edition of JM in the AM. Been a lot of places I've been all around the world Seen a lot of faces Never know where I was On the horizon Ooh, well I know, I know, I know, I know So I'll be rising Back home No, we won't forget where we came from The city won't change us We beat to the same drum No, we won't forget where the city won't change us, we beat to the same Not alone, I'm gonna make this place I'm coming home. 
I'm coming home Let the rain wash away All the pain of yesterday I know my kingdom awaits And they've forgiven my mistakes I'm coming home Jam in the AM live on a plane. No joke. <laughs> We're with Nefesh Benefesh, and we are on the uh, charter flight, speaking to some incredible and inspiring, sp- some incredible and inspiring people. Jonathan Bodner is among them. Jonathan Bodner's heard of Jam in the AM before, haven't you? I have uh, a long-time listener, and you know, family. Everyone, everyone listens. It's I a, greatly a, appreciate a it, and we better say hi to Aunt Ruthie and uh, Uncle Joey immediately. Absolutely. And to your wonderful parents, of course. Hundred um, percent. So here we are. Uh, how long has the uh, Bodner family been considering Aliyah? Uh, almost fifteen years. Wow. Uh, Since Nefesh Nefesh started, <laughs> basically. <laughs> Uh, no, it was something, uh, I think when we were engaged, which was funny, it's a, it really was about 15 years ago. Wow. Uh, my wife said to me, you know, she's about, go- about going, and I said, yeah, definitely, you're very interested, and, you know, we thought it would happen a little sooner, but, you know, at the right time, which is now. And here we are, on the plane. Um, how would you describe, because there are a lot of, I guess we could still call you a young couple, no? Sure, There not? are a lot of young couples out there that think about whether this is right for their family, whether the process is easy. How would you describe what the last few months have been like, this whole big transition in your mind that's now becoming a big transition for your family on the ground? So I would say, first of all, I want to thank Nefesh Menefesh. They've been great. Um, you know, they really just lay out the, you know, the framework for you, and you have to just follow the steps. And it's really, you know, it's not hard. You know, if you want to do it and you're committed to it, you know they're there to help you, uh, but in terms of you know everything else, you have to figure out you know the steps beyond, and you know a lot of people that's where they get scared. So you have to you know be, be willing to go the extra mile, make it work, and if you're committed, you know there's a lot of opportunity there. What line of work are you in? Uh, finance and real estate. And will you stay in that line of work in Israel? <coughs> I hope so. Yeah. Your wife's a nurse. She has to. Is she confident about getting a job there? So there's a lot of opportunity for nurses. Um, she also used to work as a chemist. Mm. So she has to figure it out whether or not uh, it makes sense to go back into pharmaceuticals or to stay in nursing, but there's a lot of opportunity for nurses. Why Ramat Bey Chemish? We have family, friends. We've been there. It's, it's a great place. It so is a nice place, isn't it? Yeah, so it's just somewhere where you know our kids are familiar. You know, they have some friends there. And we just thought it would be the right place to go. How would Jonathan Bodner describe this flight? This flight is... Uh, a lot of energy? It's amazing. <laughs> you know, it's actually funny. It's our, it's our second uh, Nefesh from Nefesh flight. We took a, a group flight uh, two, you know, two years ago, about the same time, same week. Um, and it was, it was inspiring then. It's more inspiring now to have the entire plane. Uh, everyone, you know, together with the same goal in mind. Amazing. Um, and where did you guys uh, most recently live in America? 
Well, Washington Heights. We were in Washington Heights for... For all 15 uh, years? Yeah. We were, we were, would, we've been there. I would bet Aliyah's a big topic in Washington Heights. Am I right or not? It, a lot it, of young it, couples I want to eventually get to Israel. Yeah. It, you know, it's, it's a big topic. Um, you know, I would say a lot of a lot of friends actually went to, you know, Bergenfield and then to uh, Antinac, and then they decided to make Aliyah from there. Right. So we decided to skip the step. <laughs> no Bergen County straight to Israel. No, that's it. Are you going to invite Anne Ruthie and Uncle Joey to your home in Ramah Beit Always. They're <laughs> invited, and anyone else that wants to come is invited. Open invitation. Thank you, Jonathan. Okay, thank you. Congratulations, Mazal Tov, to you from all of us here at JM in the AM. Okay. More coming up. We've got Brandon Lurie with us. Oh, boy. Wow. It's my first time in first classes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Brandon Lurie, just like Jonathan Bodner, a very significant family connection for me. That's right. Since I went to school with your brother, Jordan. That's right. Your uncle, Josh. And I don't think I was still in school with Uncle Danny. He wasn't. He actually went to Ramaz. Well, oh, he yeah, went to Ramaz We'll talk about that. It's very sad. Yeah. <laughs> well, your, 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 your father and uncle talk about the good old days in they high school? They do, of course. Those were the times. What was the name of the school? Ortora? Correct. Ortora. Ortora very Riverdale, good. New York. I yeah. see you know your history. I did. We actually just went to visit the old building a couple months ago in Riverdale. So there's a new yeshiva yeah, there now, still huh? there, yeah. Yeah. So Brandon Lurie is in California his whole life. Yes. Not every California kid dreams of Aliyah. That's true. Well, they should. They should they? be as well. Yeah, they should. Yeah. Tell me your story. Single, married, what? Single, making Aliyah. Army, no army? Uh, no army at this point. A little bit too old for it, maybe. Oh, is that true? It happens yeah. like that? Yeah, the rule is now 23 and over. You don't have to wow. go to the army. Interesting. Yeah. People need to know that. I'm glad you mentioned that. Okay, good. And where did this dream begin for you? When did you say to yourself, uh, it's time to leave California? I think... In a non-cliche way, when it was uh, as a race, as a religious Zionist, I think there's nowhere else for me. So it's been like That's this your whole life? So this is my whole life, yeah. What schools did you go to in California? I went to Maimonides Academy in elementary school. Then I went to Eula, Yeshiva University of Los Angeles for high school. Uh, and throughout that, I was modeled B'nai Kiva. My parents, strong religious Zionists. So the option, I think, for me was clear. There's no second option. Um, Brandon Lurie is with us. How um, how did you decide where to settle in Israel? Do you have a, you have a permanent place yet or not? I do have a permanent place, an apartment in Yerushalayim. What uh, neighborhood? Uh, it's a good question. I should figure that out. Probably <laughs> probably before I land. Uh, Baka, I think, oh, area. Very nice. Tel Chai is the name of the street. So well, that's that quite is. a nice place. Hopefully, hopefully. I've seen some videos. They look pretty nice. <laughs> yeah. And do you have work lined up in Israel? Or I do. Yeah, I'm going to be working for a special needs organization. Wow. Yachad, the American uh, special needs organization, Yachad. They have a branch in Israel. So he'll be working with, remind me, who's our friend at Yachad in Israel? Yoel thank you. You'll be, you'll be working with Yoel. Yeah, so I'm working hand-in-hand with them. He's a fun guy. They're great. Love them. I was involved when I was uh, there a couple years ago in Yeshiva, and since then, they're great. Does California have a nice Yachad presence? It does. It's great. My actually, my brother was actually involved in it a couple years back for a couple years. Very but nice. But it's great. Excellent. Thank God. Boy, oh boy. Brandon Lurie from L.A. officially? What do we from call Los it? Los Angeles, California. Los Angeles, California. Cali boy. Proud of it. Making Aliyah straight to Jerusalem. Pretty incredible. A uh, pleasure to meet up with you. Thank you very much. Shout out to my parents if they're listening. I don't know if they're privy to Jam in the AM. But well, they could certainly access it. I can tell you that much. Okay. In fact, you should insist they access okay. it. <laughs> and uh, we said them the very best. Seeing your family today brought back a lot of memories. Yes, I'm sure. Thank you, Brandon. A mazel tov to you. Thank you. Thank you. Brandon Lurie, everybody, from L.A. Woo. He's on his way with us to the Holy Land. Right. He'll be in Jerusalem. Good job. And uh, yes, he did a very good job, to say the least. Plenty more coming up on this JM in the AM presentation live, quote-unquote, on a Tuesday morning 
from our uh, makeshift studio, as I've labeled it, on the plane, on the Nefesh Benefesh flight, dedicating today's show, by the way, to the memory of my mother, Esther Basra Yosef Halevi. Right now for us, it's her yard side on the 24th, excuse me, 20, 23rd of Av? Is today the 23rd? No, Tuesday's the 24th, am I right? Don't tell me I miscalculated this. No. Yeah, it's her yard side. Yes, yeah, 23rd. <laughs> 23rd of Av. And uh, she would get a kick, I could tell you that much, out of this broadcast, to say the least. More coming up. It's JM in the AM. To sing your praise My heart to feel the joy Let me have the gift For which I'm yearning Another night In Israel Desert flowers blooming in the spring The grapes upon the vine Let me walk the beaches in the moonlight Let me fall in love in Israel Wherever you go Shares from our souls A time to mend A time to gather stones A time for peace In Israel Let me hear the voice of bride and groom Of laughter in the streets Answer the prayers of our children So they need not fear in Israel Wherever you go
Jam in the AM with Ani Israel, done by Gershon Varoba, of course. In Israel with Sam Glazer before that. We're on a plane, no joke. Charter flight of Nefesh Benefesh with 233 Olim on a Tuesday morning broadcast here at Jam. And we've had some amazing guests, some amazing guests. We had some of the 68 soldiers that are going directly to the Israeli army with us earlier. We had some of the uh, retirees with us earlier. We had some of the uh, young people, young singles with us. We've had people from California, people from Pittsburgh, people from New Jersey, people from a whole variety, Washington Heights, a whole variety of places joining us here at JM and the AM on the flight, on the plane, in our makeshift studio as we present JM and the AM in this unique fashion, courtesy of Rabbi Thass and Tony Gelbart and the entire staff of Nefesh Benefesh. I want to thank all of them, Mark Rosenberg, Avi Levine, Yal Katzman. Tani Kramer obviously gets the most credit for us. He's uh, the best associate producer that uh, Miriam Wallach has had on a flight, right? On a flight, he's, the, he's number one when it comes to flying producers. Hands down. Well, he's not a flying producer, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. 68 IDF soldiers on this flight. 75 children of all ages, starting at eight months. Have we heard from any of them? Yes, we have earlier. We have. The oldest Olah on the flight, 79 years old, will be celebrating his 80th birthday in Israel. Please, God. Assuming it's a he. If not, then it's her 80th birthday in Israel. These 233 Olim will be going to a variety of places. Places like Be'er Sheva and Be'er Shemesh, Givat Shmuel and Gush Etzion. Kibbutz Kvutzat Kineret, Kibbutz Geva, Kibbutz Lavi, Kibbutz Ma'oz Chaim, Kibbutz Na'an, Kibbutz Nir, oh, Kibbutz Nir Yitzchak, Kibbutz De'el Yau, Kibbutz Urim, Kibbutz... Kibbutz Yechayim, Futsat Yavne. Those are all on this flight. Netzer Chazani, Ranana, Ramapei Chemish, Tekoa, Tel Aviv, Talmond, and of course, a place called Jerusalem. Those are some of the places that people are going once they leave this aircraft. Now, Miriam Wallach and I have developed a new strategy for this flight, the sixth time we're making fake Aliyah. Instead of being the first ones off the plane and uh, running to our engineering staff and our logistics staff, we've already set up what we need in uh, Ben Gurion Airport. Uh, in this case, we've decided to strategize differently and be the last people off the plane. Yep. And ex- experience all of this from the perspective of those who are, uh, you know, sitting in rows 40, 50, 60 on this aircraft. So that should be interesting. should be fun. And uh, we'll warn plenty of people. We'll warn plenty of people as we get there, I'm sure, that uh, we're not really making Aliyah. We have more guests coming up here at JM in the AM. Looks like a very nice, uh, very nice guest ready to join us as we continue with the as we continue in our broadcast. One second. Miriam Wallach is getting all I'm, the info. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying, but you're, you know. No, I'm. I'm. Believe me, please. You get the info, and we get the opportunity to speak with our special guest here at JM and the AM. I want to thank all the flight attendants for their generosity of space. We are sort of drifting into the aisle here. People of all different backgrounds, people from different communities, making Aliyah on this flight. And I am told that seated next to me at this point is uh, Dr. Mark Shinar, who is the director, uh, director general, uh, director of general studies of SAR, who is now going to Modi Inn. 
Dr. Shinar, welcome How to JM in the AM. Thank you for having me. How long were you at SAR? Uh, I've been at SAR for the last eight years. I was oh, the wow. director of general studies there. And that means, that mean, oh, in a high school. Mm -hmm. And SAR high school, from what I'm told, is booming. Thank God. Thank God. It's a great place. Now, one of the reasons, when you were pitched as the guest and we were going through the list, your own credit and, and what, you're, what you've done and what you're doing, believe me, stands for itself. But there was another additional reason why I wanted you to be in this guest chair next to me. Uh, I discovered online in Kennedy Airport yeah. that there are SAR students on this flight heading directly to the Israeli Army. That's right. That's, That's pretty right. remarkable. We're super proud of our kids. I can and, imagine. Uh, SAR, I think, is a, an excellent school in Riverdale, but what I think it does beautifully is it integrates not just Torah, Midot, values, and I, what I think is a phenomenal general education, but Eretz Yisrael, Am Yisrael, Eretz Yisrael is a really important value within the, that's thread throughout the school, and we're so glad and proud when our graduates uh, live that value, whether they go right after they graduate 12th grade or for the kids that are actually on the plane right now, several are out, already outside of college and are still crediting their SAR education yeah. for inspiring them to come this year. Yeah, the gentlemen that I met were, uh, were quite pleased uh, calling themselves SAR graduates. They're very really, proud of it. We're really proud of them. Uh, how, do you, how do you make the... Oh, and look at this. We have an SAR graduate right here, Miriam Alwalik. I'm sure that her legacy lives on in your building over there in Riverdale. No doubt. Um, how do you make this decision? I'm sure you had a, uh, a, a wonderful experience during the eight years in yeah. Riverdale. How do you make this decision to go so to Israel? Thank God, really, SAR in the last eight years has been an extraordinary place for us and for our children. Uh, we have the opportunity to go on Aliyah. We'd always said that had the right professional opportunity come up, we would uh, take advantage of it. Uh, Baruch Hashem, in the last uh, year or so, an uh, institution by the name of Zarkor, uh, contacted me, uh, and Zarkor is a private institution in the country. Where? Uh, uh, it's affiliated out of uh, Tel Aviv through a man by the name of Michal Friedman. And his vision is really trying to change and push forward the educational uh, vision of the state of Israel. So it, within the next year, I'll be planning and in preparation for September 2018 to open up a pre-K, ultimately through 12th grade, wow. private school, if you will. Almost in Tel Aviv? In the Tel Aviv area. The exact location is yet to be determined. Uh, what we're hoping to see is a, a progressive, pluralistic, very strong values-based education where kids can get a real Jewish education that's not exactly modeled after the American system, but takes what we think is the very best of the American educational system and integrate it into the Israeli culture and lifestyle. Dr. Mark Shinar is with us, hence Modin, pretty close to Tel Aviv that whole area. Modin is both a very centrally located, it's a pretty soft landing for Did you children. have to make a lot of pilot trips, or because you have this year buffer, so to speak, you were able to you know, concentrate and what you'll be doing there next year. So my family and I tend to go every February to Eretz Israel. It feels like a really important um, piece to give that, our kids the infusion and the booster to be excited about being in Israel. Uh, Lauren and I, my wife, always decided that Israel was going to be the right place for us. It just had to be the right time and the opportunity had to feel right. So in February, we had already known we were coming uh, and then we started looking more explicitly around our own living. But we haven't been there since February and uh, we had never been to Modin. And you'll be there today. But we'll be there today. So, what's the age range of your children? We have twins that are 12, uh, and we have a te almost 10-year-old, and we have a four-year-old. How would you describe their level of excitement? So it's a pendulum. I'm sure you can imagine the emotions swing back and forth. Uh, mostly, we're also very deeply affiliated with B'nai Kiva and Kemo Shabbat, Indian Orchard in Pennsylvania, where the kids have been for the last seven weeks, and I work there as a camp parent in the summer as well. So being in an institution like B'nai Kiva, Kemo Shabbat, also really infuses the kids with a certain passion and understanding that uh, 
Jews in Israel, that makes sense. Uh, so the kids are uh, anxious, excited, ambivalent, proud, you name it. Uh, and all of that ranges allow them to, you know, Understood. feel different things different days. And not that the others don't, but the 12-year-olds obviously have friends the, that are, you know, long bonds, etc. at yeah, this so point. Especially so. because their B'nai Mitzvah are going to be pleased God this December, so right. there's a lot to do in a brand new community. Uh, but, you know, they get it. Whether they feel great about it all the time or, or scared or anxious, there's no doubt in my mind that they get what it is that we're trying to do here. I wonder if any of their American friends will surprise them for the Bar Mitzvah. Probably. I think it would be really sweet. So, uh, <laughs> if you're listening, American friends, give me a holler. <laughs> <laughs> give the Shinar family a boost. Absolutely. By coming to visit in December. Well, an absolute honor to meet you. Good luck with this pursuit. It Thank sounds very so interesting, much. to We're say the least. Excited. New educational initiatives, or as you said, calling the good th- parts of what you're familiar with in your background can be a very interesting project. There's no question. And there's, it will be largely English immersion, which means that I'll be able to use some of my uh, language skills to help us out. But I also am looking forward to growing in my ability to articulate myself in Ivrit as well. well so that's good a luck with part. that. What's Thank the student you. population, the number in high school in SAR? In SAR, we have 550 kids, 9th through 12th grade. That's an insane number. Baruch Hashem. It's really a great. It's a great that's been busting at the seams. And uh, I really find that what SAR is bringing to the table is a really uh, remarkable engagement in what it really means to be a modern Orthodox Jew in the United States. And wow. that's important too. Great to meet you, Dr. Shinar. Hope to Thank see you, you in Modi'in. Thank you so much. A pleasure. Good really luck. Take care. Thanks so much. Meeting a lot of Jewish safe heroes flights. on this flight. Yes. A safe flight and a wonderful brand new year to you. Meeting a lot of Jewish heroes on this flight. For sure. Miss alum of SAR. Yes. I only got in there in sixth grade. Oh, I Dr. Shinar says he remembers you. That's not possible. <laughs> he is younger than I am, which these days isn't saying much, Doc. I've got to be honest. You know, I just want to make mention, Nachum, if you, if you don't mind. Of um, Tani Kramer, our amazing associate producer. Tani Kramer, by the way, gets an Emmy for uh, his unbelievable production. I'm, I'm dead serious. He's. Can't thank you enough, Tani. Are we going back to another song? No, you're, you're fine. Go ahead. I, I just hit a button back. Oh, okay. Um, I want to thank Tani, who is our partner in crime. <laughs> excuse me, is a partner in crime in many, many different ways, but he is my go-to guy, and I really have a tremendous amount of Hakara to both him and to Yal Katzman, and of course, you know, Rabbi Fass and, and Tony, etc. But and we thank them. Yes, we thank them tremendously, but it's Tani who helps me here, it's Yal who helps me during the year, it's, you know, it really is a team effort, and I don't, I, I don't, I don't say that lightly, I don't say that you know, half-heartedly, but I really feel, and we have said this before, that there is such a seamlessness with our work with Nefesh, that there is such camaraderie. We are all on the same page. They they get what we do, and we certainly get what they do. No question and about it's it. a pleasure to work with them, and you and I have commented a number of times that we are only as good as our partners. And as our guests, very and often. And as our guests. And our partners are responsible for our guests this time around. You were saying, I interrupted you earlier, I'm sorry. I, I wanted to mention that we were trying to get a particular guest on the air who is now not available, but before the show ends, because she has such an incredible narrative, um, I'm wondering if Tani would join us for just a minute to discuss it as well. Her name is Maytal Sapir. Is, is, is Tani's mic on? It certainly is. Okay. Her name is Maytal Sapir. She is from Irvine, California. A lot of Californians on this flight. Yeah, what's going on out there I in don't California? know. Something in the water. She's from Irvine, California. She's going into the IDF, but she has 
an unbelievable story. Tani Kramer, welcome to JM in the AM. Tani! Thank you for having me. A Thank pleasure. You. Thank you for being here. I barely recognize him without his coffee post on Boker Facebook. Tov, I don't even know what we're saying right now. Neither what time do is. We should mention, by the way, the story you're about to tell is in many ways replicated on every flight because it seems every flight has some story, at least one, that in some way incorporates a lot of different angles of modern Jewish history. Wouldn't you agree with that? Indeed. And this one is just like that. This one is its just another one of those stories that started many years ago, generations before Meital was ever even thought of. Um, and now she's fulfilling, I guess it's another family lifelong dream. She's following the footsteps of her footsteps of her paternal grandparents, um, who made Aliyah in 1948 an Operation Magical Magic Carpet from Unless, Yemen. From Yemen, yeah. And a, now she's a, making Aliyah. A from major, California. a major event in modern Jewish history, to say the least, and one that really helped start to transform what would become the state of Israel in its first year. Exactly. Another, just another interesting tidbit about uh, Metal's story is that um, she was at a Yom Hazikaron ceremony, the Haifa Military Academy, after eighth grade. And she made a promise to herself that after that ceremony, she wanted to draft into the IDF. And she's making Aliyah today, to shortly after we uh, land, she'll be joining the IDF as a, as a lone soldier, part of the IDF. The whole thing is remarkable, frankly. Metal's up here from California, but she can't join us due to technical difficulties at this point, right? Right, she's unconscious. So we're, so we're, so we're <laughs> in a good way. So, in a good way. So, we're, so we're telling her story. We're telling her story because it deserves to be told, but we don't want to bother her because we also want her to be, you know, totally with it when she lands and is part of she her. She has a big test. day coming up. Yeah. Big day coming up. You know, it's funny, and we've made this point so many times, but it's such a perfect time to say it. It is funny how um, if grandparents, great grandparents, great great grandparents, and certainly generations earlier than that, knew what was going on now with their. Uh, with their uh, pedigree, with their lineage, with the, with, the, with the kids, their offspring, with the kids who generations later are doing what they would have considered completely impossible, and that is just live in the land of Israel. Forget about the state and all the other miracles that have happened over the last hundred years. But just this, as we approach Israel 70, right, as we approach April 19th, we we're starting to count down to celebrate Israel's 70th birthday. And in that short little blip of history, look what has happened. And they would never believe it. I don't think my ancestors would believe it. I don't think anybody's ancestors would believe it. I don't think, I don't think anybody even believes, you know, what, talking about aside from the whole Aliyah aspect, going back to Nefesh Benefesh. Right. You know, in 2002 when we started Nefesh Benefesh, I don't think anybody believed 15 years later we'll have over 50,000 Olim and going, still going strong. Talking about believing You know, it's funny you late. say that. During the very, what was was it? O two, o three, o four. When when the first just o two. Yeah, but the difficult matzav. The first difficult matzav that happened was one of the early flights, right? When people thought that there would be cancellations and nobody canceled, etc. Yeah, it's ongoing. And and yeah, that that's for sure. And one of the early um, during one of those early conversations, you just said something which triggered something in my mind. What did Tani just say that was the... That triggered something in your yeah, mind? Yeah, that 15 years, 50,000, nobody would right. have thought. And at that point, right around the area of those early flights, I'll never mm -hmm. forget this. I turned to Rabbi Fassett, which I thought was a legitimate question. Okay. I turned to him and I said, you know, Rabbi Fass, it is possible. Don't you think 
that there's a finite number of people in North America that are interested in making Aliyah and will be attracted by this new, easier system that you've introduced. And once that pool of people has been exhausted, you know, that's going to be it. And he looked at me like I was from Mars. And sure enough, these boys that were just with us, the Berman boys from California, they have proven his point. Right. Because they keep talking about everybody who goes to Israel comes back and tells everybody how unbelievable an experience is to go to the army, how incredible it is to make Aliyah. And if two or three are going from a class, now they're experiencing five or six going from classes. It's part of the Nefesh Benefesh model. We have the pre-Aliyah is helping the Olim make Aliyah and the, throughout the whole Aliyah process, assisting them post-Aliyah once they've arrived. And right. then we're, we're, we hope and we work together with the Olim that have already made Aliyah to you know, give back and encourage future Olim again to continue the circle going. It's the same idea. We have, you know, as you said, they come to Israel, they go back home, and then once one person from the class makes Aliyah, they tell the story and it gets more people. The same idea. We have our alumni now being involved in encouraging other potential future Olim um, make the decision and make the move to, to, to make Aliyah. It's unbelievable. Everyone who moves to Israel becomes the greatest advocate for Aliyah. Simple as that. Indeed. You heard about our school presentations in February? When Mark, yeah, yeah. Rose, when Mark Rosenberg and I went to certain schools in the Florida area. In the Boca mm-hmm. area. In the Boca area and spoke about Aliyah. I was amazed across the board mm-hmm. at how many young students, not only high school, elementary school as well, felt real ties and connections to Israel. From varying backgrounds. Yeah, from very varying Always. backgrounds. Yeah. Uh, whether through visits or through family and influence in their parents or their schools in some cases, frankly. And uh, who knows? The numbers may never dry up, please God, until everybody's finally there. So I heard um, Tony Gelbart speaking after the ceremony about, you know, we've, we're talk- we've, been do- we've done 15 years, 50,000 Olim. And he said, I might not be quoting word for word, but he said, if you think this was amazing, wait to see the next 50,000, mm-hmm. 15 years. Wow. Unbelievable. I didn't realize how late we are. What do we have? It's 55. Okay, so we have a couple of minutes to go here as we wrap things up. We want to Special thank Tony. <laughs> we thank Tony Kramer. Thank you, Tony. Always a pleasure. We're responsible for yet another sleepless night on your part. We're almost proud, by yes, the way. Yes, we are we're proud. proud. We are proud of your sleepless night <laughs> that we're responsible for. And we're just that kind of friend. We will thank Rabbi Fass and Tony Gelbart and the entire staff of Nefesh Benefesh. We also have to thank um, ZK our chief engineer, for setting us up with this unique system on the plane. Mm-hmm. We have to thank Avrami, Avrami Finkelstein, who is going to make sure that everyone hears this broadcast in its entirety uh, throughout the morning on Tuesday. Um, and we'll also thank uh, our entire staff. I'm giving a special shout-out to Matis, who is our official Nefesh Benefesh monitor. Yes. He, he's the one who, uh, who makes sure on a regular basis to be in touch um, with what's happening on the ground in Israel mm-hmm. with Nefesh Benefesh. And to make sure we need to we know what we need to know uh, when we get to the Holy Land. So a special thank you to him. Anybody I'm leaving out at this point? Uh, well, I want to thank Yoni. Yoni Pollock, who's enjoying his vacation somewhere on planet Earth, but yet you still feel the need to thank him. Correct. And of course, Yal Katzman. And Yal Katzman. And everyone else who's part of the team, and Mark, and, and just the whole NBN team. And I also just want to ask you, just as a side point, um, did, did you play Making Aliyah today? No, we didn't get to it, and I meant to do it. I meant to do it when uh, when Tony and Josh were on, of course. Because how on earth go. could you have a Nefesh or Nefesh show and not include Lenny Solomon's right. 
classic that Bruce Springsteen went ahead and then covered. I don't know what Springsteen did to it. Bruce Springsteen isn't Jewish, but my mother thinks he is. <laughs> Still one of my favorite lines. So here we go, everybody. things up with a jam in the am tuesday from nefesh benefesh in this case literally from their charter flight pretty amazing big thank you to miriam alwalik thank you very very much another uh, great accomplishment fake aliyah for the sixth time this was cool it's, this was cool a lot of great guests there is something about the conversations we have on this plane that often don't happen when we're in the airport correct which are pretty amazing Achena Israel and Achim Achem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. And soon we'll be able to say that for real. <laughs> it's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. And that wraps up a Tuesday morning edition of JM in the AM. From a plane, believe it or not. Back in studio, believe it or not, Wednesday. More coming up with Nevish Benefish in the next few minutes because they'll be part of our JM Rewind program as we'll get a couple of nice interviews, no doubt, in the airport itself when we land. So be patient and uh, don't touch that dial because we have more coming up in just a few minutes with Nevish Benefish with JM Rewind. And um, uh, ZK's live lunch will follow. Six free tickets. And free tickets to the Brooklyn Cyclones he's likely to have during the live lunch. Correct. And... Wednesday morning, we're scheduled to be 6 a.m. live in our New York City studios, believe it or not. Thanks again also to Mark Zomek. Big thank you, Mark Zomek. Thank you. Till tomorrow, Alfam Sigal reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.